Morning, everybody. Three minutes past seven. Yes, in case you were wondering and you've been away for a couple of weeks, we've moved the programme back an hour. So we now do seven till ten as opposed to eight till eleven. That's why Sanjeev Bhaskar will be repeated at nine o'clock this evening because he's a special Easter treat. Actually, hopefully in a few weeks' time, we'll have uh, another... Easter treat. Debbie Reynolds I'm going to be talking to on Tuesday for In Conversation. Where you begin with Debbie Reynolds, I have no idea. Anyway, nice to be company. Dreadful weather. Dreadful weather. How about what? That's where I begin. It's hello. Hello. I wouldn't want to be a showman in this weather. And by showman, I mean the people who operate the fun fairs. We're going to be talking to one tomorrow on the programme, George Irving and his family, who've been involved in fun fairs for... Many, many years. Many, many years. And, of course, this is the start of their season, and it's, it's just been a washout for them. It's just been terrible weather. Terrible. I went into town last night, went to Oslo Court uh, with Daryl and Laura to go and have um, sort of late birthday dinner, as it works. I like going to Oslo Court. It's like sitting in somebody's sitting room. In fact, actually, it is somebody's sitting room. It's, in a, it's a flat, but they've got kitchens there, and it's been there for anybody who who's, lives around that area of London knows all about it. It's full of very glamorous Jewish women, very glamorous Jewish women, who like a good gossip. So I, I quite like Oslo Court. I don't think the vegetables are up to much, but the rest of it I like. And it has got a sweet trolley, and we do do sweet trolleys. Not very often, but we do them occasionally. So I did that, and then I came back, and as I drove back, they've got Traylin's Fun Fair down at Richmond. That's, that's their pitch, and has been their pitch for ages. And this was half past 11 last night, and all the lights were off. I'm assuming I think they probably closed about 11, but there was nobody round at all. And you think, you've got to get out there today to go to the fun fairs because it's the best free entertainment. They look nicer at night, but they're, uh, they're great. And, of course, I'm reminded that coming into the Garrick Theatre at the back here is David Essex's new show, All the Fun of the Fair. Ties in beautifully. And I was watching him being interviewed the other day. I think they've actually got a, a set of dodgems on the stage. And it's all based around, I think, the film Stardust... Um, and a lot of David's earlier hits. I must get him in again, actually. He was offered to me a short while ago, and I said, I've already done David Essex, but then with this show coming in, perhaps we need to talk again to him. Uh, John O'Coleman is in sunny Sydney, and uh, he's coming back to do some some Oz show around Wimbledon. He says, I might call you up when I'm there. You, you give me a ring. Oh, blimey, I've got to cross off my things now. <laughs> and it uh, be nice to catch up again. Plus, on the programme this morning... Not only do we weave all your texts and emails in, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk, but uh, we've got a special How Low competition. And this morning, you lucky people, it's a Sony Vio laptop. It can be yours for pennies. This one finishes at 10am. So why not give it a whirl? It's very easy. All you have to do is try and work out how low this will go. So you think to yourself, I don't know, what did the last one get? Actually, the last one went for tiddly amounts of money, tiddly amounts of money. Very, very small. It was something like 46p, I think. Very, very low money. So, you've got a guess this morning. This one is packed full of features. It's got 320 gigabytes of hard drive. It's got Wi-Fi connectivity. The producer loves that expression. Wi-Fi connectivity. <coughs> and it looks fantastic. Person with the lowest unique bid will win. That's the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I'll bring the hammer down at 10 o'clock this morning. To play this one, all you have to do is text Steve, Sutter Ever Air, then your bid in pence, and send it to treble eight two one. So to bid 86p, you text Steve, Sutter Ever Air, 86, and then send that to 88821. The competition will finish at 10 o'clock this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can also watch uh, your DVDs on this one, listen to music, and access the internet. 
A Sony Vio. Who wouldn't want a Sony Vio? I want a Sony Vio. Uh, uh, Brian says, you were wrong about the passion play. It stayed dry. Very moving production. And um, Francis enjoyed the interview with Sanjeev Baskar. What a nice... Also, the fact he was an LBC fan, which I think um, made it even more interesting. And, uh, and Dee says, I've seen him on television, but you do seem to get people relaxed and natural. Hoping it works with, De- with Debbie Reynolds. <laughs> I, m- I might have lost the Alan charm on that one. I'm hoping it works. Because, I've, I'm, you know, when you really, really want to talk to somebody and you kind of build your expectations up. I've seen a few interviews with her. I've started uh, looking at things. And I shall watch some more today. And I'm thinking, she doesn't look that difficult to interview because she's Hollywood showbiz. She's showbiz Hollywood legend. And so that means they're just nice all the time. The bigger they are, the easier they are. The smaller they are, the more stupid they become. So consequently, when I looked at the front cover of one of the colour supplements today being Sunday, you've got Cage Fighter, Cross Dresser and Mr Katie Price. We take on Alex Reed and his Battle Axe Misses. Can we, can we kind of dispel the myth that he's a cage fighter? I've never seen him fighting. I've never seen any fight at all. I've heard little uh, cross-dressing boy talking about going off for a fight, and I've seen him training for one in India where he was thrown on the ground more times than anybody else. Never actually seen him fight. And I'm not totally convinced that the man who, when he went to Las Vegas, the two girly boys that they took with them who drag around all behind poor Katie Price, started putting makeup on him. And he's going, I don't do makeup. And I thought, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Actually, Katie Price, poor soul, makes the front pages of so many of the papers today. And it all stems to an incident in, uh, in a car park. I know exactly the place she went to. She went there to go and buy some toys for the kids. Now, because she's got Harvey, she has a disabled sticker, which is quite right. If you have a disabled child, there's no point in being, you know, three-quarters away across the car park. She's got a legitimate disabled sticker. Now, quite clearly, the bloke who decided to have a go at her didn't know that she had a dis- I mean, I, he must have been on another planet, because everybody knows that Harvey's disabled. <laughs> <laughs> you know, unless you're particularly stupid. So uh, she parks in the disabled space. She's got Harvey with her, and she's got Alex, and they start sort of getting him out and doing all the usual bits, and this bloke kicks off. And he starts shouting obscenities, you waste of space, you this, you that. Well, she loses it with him. And so she follows him. Alex you know, says, says he wants to get involved, but then doesn't. I think best, Alex, that you try and stay well out of these things. It's nothing to do with you. You're not the father of this, uh, of this child. And where is the father? Anyway, so, um, so they're having this row. She fo- th- this guy turns on his heels, as you do, and he walks away. She follows him, mouthing off, doing the whole business. In the end, the police get called, according to the papers, and she's complaining about him. He's complaining about her. At the end of the day, though, he's wrong. She can park... In a disabled... She's got a disabled... She has a sticker. As I say, unless she's been living on, a, on another planet. The one thing that they're obviously trying to do with, with Katie Price at the moment is push her. And I say they're trying to push her because you know that Claire Powell, who used to be Katie Price's manager, is Peter Andre's manager. She dumped Katie Price, but she's taken on Kerry Katona. So what they're trying to do... All the stories over yesterday in the papers were Kerry and Pete would love a child together. So now you know this is guaranteed to annoy Katie Price, who really can't stop thinking about Pete because she's stuck with a cross-dressing mamby-pamby cage fighter, whereas she could have had Pete, with whom she had two children, and so she's desperately trying for a baby. She said at the end of the, the series of what, what Katie did next, you know, I'm hoping the next time I talk to you, I think, oh, God, there's another time, you know, I'm going to be pregnant. I thought, well, that's good, you know, she doesn't seem to have too much trouble getting pregnant. And now, as if to retaliate... They've started pumping out um, 
Kerry Katona stories because it's it's Claire Powell and she knows exactly how to wind Katie Price up and it's working a treat. Unfortunately, poor poor Katie Price doesn't know how to handle it because this is the ma- she hates it. If any man that she goes out with starts doing well, she hates them. She always bad mouths. I think every one of her boyfriends she's been rude about, uncomplimentary about, whereas uh, they've always maintained discreet silence. I should imagine after a while it must get a bit annoying because poor old Peter Andre, being 37, but acting like a five-year-old, I'm afraid, at times. They're both silly. They both start shouting about each other's things. And at the end of the day, they're just using the kids. Here's a photo opportunity. Here's another. Look at the front page of OK magazine. Kerry and one of her children and Peter Andre and one of his children on the front page. You know, it's just shameless manipulation. But now Jordan is in tears. Kerry, of course, is trying to get as fit as possible, luckily with a photographer there, Uh, in the same way that Denise Van Outen was out in a park the other day uh, doing her exercises with a trainer. Now, quite isn't it? I'm so lucky as well that there was a photographer there to record the scene. Otherwise, it'd be Denise Van Who. I think you get fitter quicker, Gary, if there's a photographer there. Because that way you can then go, I'm bringing out a fitness video. And Denise Van Out, and you bet your bottom dollar she's bringing out a fitness video for pregnant women. You've just got a feeling, haven't you, that there's something there. Because otherwise, Denise, why don't you just stay at home, love? You know, do your exercise in your back garden. Don't go out and take a photographer with you. It makes you look a bit desperate. You know, the good news is... And I was a little, yeah, give me a shout-out. When you're off for a jog, Gary, I'll bring my little camera. And uh, I'll take, so I'll hide, you know, behind trees and click, you know, get some of these paparazzi shots. And then you go, go away, go away, stop kicking off. Be a good idea. Actually, talking of people with, with cameras, the other day on uh, Good Friday on the programme, we had two uh, lovely animals in. We had a ring-tailed lemur, which pooed outside. And we had a penguin, which pooed, <laughs> pooed inside, <laughs> as they do. And they brought them into the studio, and when, when they told me on Thursday, they said, oh, by the way, you're going to have a ring-tailed lemur and a penguin in the studio. I thought, fantastic. And then I thought, wait a minute, April, this is going to be an April fool, isn't it? It's definitely an April, but I'll, I'll go along with it. I'm not actually going to think too much about it. And they kept saying to me, now, don't actually say anything, it'll be a surprise for John Warrington. So I'm sort of going through with it, but not really thinking anything's going to happen. And then, of course, lo and behold, it did happen. And we did it on the programme because they were down at Westfield. It's part of a, a really wild tour. And they take animals around for, for, for a lot of children who don't ever see animals at all close up. What was more worrying is that Charlie on the news desk said to me, I'm really excited, Steve. She said, they're bringing in a llama. And I went, sorry. She said, there's a llama coming in. I said, no, it's a lemur. She said, how do you spell that? So, so we went through various, various... Spellings of uh, L I M A. <laughs> so it went through. In the end, uh, she came down. She took photos. Everybody from, from upstairs, Sam Pittis, everybody came down and started taking pictures. So we put loads up on the internet. We had the best response. Gary liked the one of the lemur on the mic stand because it leapt from the shoulder of Jill, who'd come all the way over from Florida, onto the mic. And they obviously thought it was like a gymnasium. We had it on the television. It jumped on here. At one point, it jumped onto the side of the... Really agile, really fantastic. And it was just great. And so we put the pictures up there to prove that we don't tell fibs. And we got, I think, the biggest amount of hits we've ever had. But everybody was coming in and stroking the penguin and touching the lemur. It was just, it was just really incredible. But it was the lemur on top of the mic stand. <laughs> that worried me a little bit and then it prompted me to go and check out and I did the other night I was talking to to Laura Rose and saying about uh, when I went out to play with the snow leopards and so we we got those up on the internet we were watching them on the iPhone at uh, at Oslo Court no the snow leopards weren't because sadly the one I was playing with died that was because if you remember one of them was all bouncy and the other one had um 
not an infection, but it, it, it had obviously been in the womb the wrong way round, and so it was it was disabled, and sadly it, it did lose its life. But it's it was just so wonderful to hold, just so wonderful. Best thing we ever did, best thing we ever did, apart from having a penguin in the studio, which was so well-behaved until a minute before we were due to finish, and then pfft, all over the place, all over the... Luckily, they're very well-prepared. Well they sort of just clean everything up, which I was, I'm really impressed with, because well, I'm not touching it. <laughs> but the pictures are on lbc.co.uk. Go for it. 16 minutes past seven. With the travel, Tom Bell. Thanks, Steve. Good morning. A12 is closed. London bound. Steve Allen. Morning, everybody. It's nice to have your company. I know what you're all thinking. I'm not getting out of bed for love, Norman. I'm going to stay in bed. I'll let him wander through the papers and we'll see what he makes of them. Because I did say earlier on that Kerry Katona... You're going to see lots of stories of Kerry Katona as Claire Powell pushes her to try and change her image with the public. But unfortunately, as I said on Friday, the public don't like Kerry Katona. We've seen what she is. Loud-mouthed, foul, fag-smoking. Not interested, love. Really not interested. You've had your chance. You've earned your money go away. I don't care how brilliant Claire Powell is, and I think Claire's very clever. I'm just not interested, Kerry. I'm not. I don't believe a word, like the rest of the public don't, about this fake relationship with Peter Andre. You don't seriously think he's ever going to fancy some lardy like you. It's not going to happen. However, what I think might happen is Jedward. Now, Jedward, they're not going to have a relationship with anybody apart from themselves, I should imagine, but they're doing Panto this year. They're doing it in Dublin. What they're going to do, I've got no idea. I suppose they'll come on and just... Just arse around. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what else Jed would do. I don't know how disciplined they can be. They weren't very disciplined on the television. They weren't very good, actually, on the television. But they're now saying that they're going to star in the Shake and Vac advert. Now, if, if anybody can resell Shake and Vac, I suppose there's a very good chance that Jed would might be able to do it. They're, they reckon they could earn £20,000 for advertising the carpet freshener just weeks after their record label Sony axed them. I thought they were only ever doing one, one single with Sony. It didn't make any difference at all. So now that they could be doing this, I think, because you remember it was uh, Jenny Logan. She was the dancing housewife going, you know, do the shake and back and put the freshness back. Do the shake and back and put the freshness back. When your carpet smells nice, your room does too. Da, 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 da. And then it, so it went on. I can't see them singing because they don't sing, but it would be quite funny. But apparently they have confirmed that there, there are talks underway for Jedward to do an advert. 20,000, my God, they're getting them cheap. Somebody doing an advert like that? Uh, Jordan, just going back briefly to Jordan, and uh, the poor lonely creature, uh, was after the, this, this man was sort of shouting, uh, she said, you know, all this hatred of me and my family has got to stop. No, there's no hatred of your family, I'm afraid, Katie. It's just you people don't like. There's no hatred of your family at all. I don't know why you sort of make this rubbish up. It's, we know you had to pay huge damages a short while ago. There's no hatred of your family. I mean, people think that sort of, you know, your cage fighter's a little bit of a nanny. A little nanny. A ninny. Bit of a ninny. Whatever a ninny is. And, uh, and everybody loves the kids. It's just you people don't like. And those silly little girls you keep dragging around with you. You know, the makeup one and the and the other one who look, just looks bloated at the moment. I don't know what's the matter with them. But I did think last night, I did think of having Botox. I was talking to a friend of mine. And, oh, is that where Wales off to now? Is he, off, is he shooting again? Twice in a week, honestly. James Whale, as you know, has got a long bow. And he's, um, he's off shooting in Dorking again. Gets up very early. Does this boy ever go to bed? I mean, I should imagine he was probably out partying last night. And he's off out, and then he's going to do a tour of garden centres that can't open today to show his allegiance. Don't garden centres open today? I'm expecting to go to a garden centre. Oh, definitely. 
And he said, if he went out with Kerry Katona, would it do his image any good? I think people would look at you in a new light, James. I think people would sort of perhaps, not necessarily respect for you, perhaps a bit of sympathy. That <laughs> You're both from the same neck of the woods, aren't you? Quite, quite. The trouble is, would you ever go out with anybody, James, just for publicity purposes? The answer is, of course you would. <laughs> if you thought it could raise profile. You see, I'm not into things like that. I'm lucky that I'm a shy, retiring person who likes hiding behind the microphone. I'm not in... If somebody says, what do you do for a living? I just tell them I'm a washer-upper or something. I'm just not interested. I don't think it's necessary to tell people what you do all the time. But I, I do worry a little bit about, about Kerry Katona, only because I've seen her at her most vile... And I don't care what they do about how they're actually trying to, to resell her. It just... I just don't believe it. I just don't believe it. I'm more worried about Over the Rainbow. I'm more worried about two of them who got lifts. And, and they're saying, is this absolutely possible in this day and age? And, of course, the PC Brigade will be out there going, well, of course, anybody can do that, you know. We should have anybody singing somewhere over the rainbow. One of them is, a, is an ex-glamour model who's trying to leave that, that bit behind. And she used to go out with, I think, Chris Fountain. But then, who didn't? Everybody went out with Chris Fountain. And so she was an ex-glamour model who now wants to be taken seriously. It'll never happen, I'm afraid. It will never happen. But we're, we're just full of wannabes. All the papers are full of is that today in the mail, you've got um, the woman, another one of the crucifix women. You remember we had Nadia Awida, who lost her case spectacularly and came from Twickenham because she wanted to wear her crucifix. And they went, no. And so she went all the way through court and no, no. And in the end, they said, listen, you can wear it, just not display it. You know, because it's dangerous. Then there's another woman, only in, in this particular instance, uh, this is, she's a nurse. But you know what some nurses are like? No, over there, over there. Put them in a corner. And she had her crucifix on display and they said, listen, you know, take the, sorry, take the, just, just, you can, don't have to take it off, dear, just put it inside. No, I'm not doing that. And she became most uncharitable. She won't find out until later this week, but, um, She's revealing the uplifting story of the faith. It's symbolised. We're quite well aware. I wish do hate these people who patronise us. And Shirley Chaplin is is another one who's patronising us and thinking that we're all immensely stupid. And saying here, if she's forced to hide her cross, it would feel as though she was denying her Christian convictions. No, it wouldn't. God, dear, honestly, what is the matter with these people? If I lose, it'll be a sad day for freedom. Well. Nadia Awida lost. Not a sad day for freedom. We had a few rants from her and everything else. In the end, you know, you can still wear it, dear. Just don't have it on display because, as you know, in hospitals, unless, of course, you're living in a different planet for the rest of us, there are people who go in there and somebody could grab it and then you'd be the first one suing the hospital, wouldn't you? So you can wear it. Just, you know, just discreetly, okay? We don't need to make such a big song and dance about it. Nobody's persecuting you. They're just telling you that in these days of loonies out there, somebody could grab it and do you a lot of a lot of harm. So we're looking after you. Anyway, she's had two weeks off for stress. I tell you, do you know, that's the big key word in this country at the moment, isn't it? Stress. Somebody told me to do something. <laughs> oh, I think I'll go home. I'm stressed. God, blimey, if we all did that. We, we went one one week... Was it, no, one day the other week. No coffee. The coffee machine had broken. It needed a bulb or a few, whatever it was. We went a whole two hours, I think it was John Warrington and I, without a cup of coffee, and we were desperate for a cup of coffee. We were so desperate for a cup of coffee. Because you get dry if you're talking. Did we go home with stress? No, we were adults about it. You don't need to be sitting. People go, I'm stressed. Oh, get over yourself, for goodness sake. It's just stupid. It's just, it's just annoying. 
Because I just see it as a weak weakness in people. And they go, I'm stressed. Well, you shouldn't be doing the job, should you? We've had, we've had police officers before, God love them, saying, oh, I can't do that, I'm stressed. We've had doctors who turn out to be needle-phobic. Oh, go and do something else. What's the matter with it? We're just turning into this wussy country where you can't do anything. Mind you, America's the same. as After the, the poor Janet Jackson debacle, they all go into meltdown, don't they? And here it is, Joe Emma Larvin. Go on, cast your mind back. Joe Emma? Joe Emma? That's two words. Uh, on the insidious drug habit of Joe Kalzaki. She's obviously sitting at home, twiddling her thumbs, thinking, am I going to make any money? Oh, thank God he came out about his cocaine. So now she's talked about it here. His face would swell after taking cocaine. So in other words, she's known about it for ages. And yet decided not to do anything. Until, you know, they then sell the story. So he, he disappears off with some woman he dances with on the television. As I say, he's as boring as hell. He's got nothing to talk about. Dreary, dreary, dreary. Anybody who takes cocaine, and I know lots of people have taken cocaine, and they'll admit, after they finally see the light and they come the other end of the tunnel, they go, wish I'd never taken it. OK, sometimes they go, that was quite nice, I'd love to go. But it's like smoking. I like smoking, now I don't smoke. I'm not a non-smoker, I just don't smoke. Because I think you always have the, the cravings. And so he then dumps her, unceremoniously, for this... Why he's dumped this one here for the, the thing he's going out with on the television. Anyway, so he now thinks he's a lovey. He's, he's unfortunately started believing the drivel that people write about him in the newspapers. Ooh, Joe Kalzaki, really interesting. So they then start thinking, oh, I can be an actor. And he goes, I think I'll go to America. Pop, say they've got loads of people like you. More intelligent people. They don't need people like you, OK? They've got a million and one, and they wouldn't take you in anyway. So then he dumps Joe Emma Larvin... She then decides, having been with him for ages, been, been together for donkey's years, as far as I remember, she then talks about his rages, her devastation at losing him, but now she says, I'm glad to be out of this negative relationship. Of course you are, sweet pea. You have to be, don't you? I mean, otherwise it makes you look a bit daft. He's just dumped you. He's, he's making some money. He got exposed by the cocaine because he's stupid. A thing that his father set up. And then they end up telling things to uh, Mazir Mahmoud, the fake sheikh. And uh, once they record it and they've got it down there, kind of a bit stuck. bit stuck. So she's determined to have her sixpenneth. And so she's had her sixpenneth. And that's it. Cocaine, jealousy, betrayal, the dark secrets of my Joe. Nobody gives a stuff. I'm really sorry. I'm, we just don't care anymore. If, if somebody wants to, you know, to, to take cocaine, that's their business. Nothing to do with me. I can't... In the same way as somebody says to me, oh, you know, uh, I'd rather you didn't sort of eat hot pot or eat ice creams. I go, listen, that's my business. Mind your own business. And then people say, I'm only being concerned. But I'm fairly concerned today. They've got the great potato challenge. And I was watching one of the channels the other day where they were offering potatoes and people buy potatoes and you grow them at home. Uh, and they've got loads of people in here. Uh, suddenly everybody's growing potatoes on their patio. So they drag them all out. Vince Cable, Sean Lloyd, Rachel Johnson... Whoever she is. You know who Rachel Johnson is? Bor oh, right, it's Boris's sister, is it? Oh, right. Oh, she's the editor of the... Late oh, right, it's Boris's sister. Oh, she's now a celebrity, is she? Oh, God, there's hope for all of us, Gary. I tell you, you, you could be a celebrity next because you work with me. If Boris Johnson's sister can do it... Guess who else is in here? OK. John Humphreys. OK. Natalie Pinkham, television presenter. When was that, sweet? When, when was Natalie Pinkham a television presenter? But, um... Anyway, she says, um, my boyfriend, rugby player, Owain Wallabyoff, will be on the balcony. I don't know what's going on with these people. 
She's a television presenter. And, believe it or not, Anthea Turner, laughingly, is down as a television presenter. Anthea Turner's secret weapon is her horse, Caramello, <coughs> who, she says, will provide the perfect fertiliser. Oh, shut up. Go away. Go away, dear. Go away. For God's sake, stay away. Go away. I've had enough of you. Uh, one here, Mike and Daz in Brum. Go oh, Brum. Do you know, every time I think of Brum, I think of a Cliff Richard film, and I think it was Take Me High. And it was a film about the Brum Burger. And it was, it was a typical Cliff Richard, little bit saccharine sweet film, but I loved them. I was a big fan of all the Cliff Richard films. Watching them back now, some of them are a bit cringy. They're, they're, there's Cliff wearing slightly too tight trousers, which are flared, with long hair flowing in the wind and some rather camp outfits. But uh, we loved it because he went through Birmingham and he set up the Brum. But it was just, it was, it, they were just good, little, honest British films. And I like them a lot. Teresa says, a lovely surprise in my garden this morning. Five fox cubs and their mum gambling around and chasing each other. All oh, right. You wait till they start killing your cat and digging up the patio. Not as much fun then. Do you know, somebody had so much trouble with foxes trades. I don't know if you remember the programme. Oh, I've got to take a break. But, um, and it was where they, they call round this bloke who shoots foxes. Apparently you've got a licence. And they wanted to get rid of them because the noise at night, and they were worried about their cat and all sorts of things. So this bloke came round. He spent two days sitting in their bathroom, waited till they came onto the lawn... And then shot them like that. And I thought, they weren't actually doing any harm at all, were they really? Which is rather a shame. It's LBC, 97.3, it's 7.30. Easter Sunday, and we're working. We are. It doesn't matter, though, does it? I like working. What do you normally do? Do you go back for... Move that microphone, this one here. Oh, OK. Nearer me. That's yeah, it, just... Yeah. No, 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 I'm... All right, yeah, OK. So I was just going to say move that. I can see you better now. <laughs> yes, no I can see you <laughs> Do you normally go home? Uh, well, no, because I, I tend to do d- double duty on a Sunday and go cover rugby matches in the afternoon. So I'm hot-footing my way to the aforementioned Wasps versus London Irish game, so... Well, you must have had something going on in Twickenham yesterday. I'm convinced it was a rugby game. Uh, Is there something going on at the Stoop? Uh, oh, was it the Army-Navy game? Was that oh, yesterday? Oh, no, we'd remember that one. No. Uh, oh, there was Lord. a game with the Stoop. Yeah, that was the Harlequins yeah. win over uh, Newcastle. Right. And then the week before, I think, there was something, because there were loads of young people. Well, it looked as if it was stupid. <laughs> young people? Young people. Anybody under 25 was young. <laughs> there were loads of them. They looked as if it could have been student. Uh, there student was. I'll tell you what it was. It was the uh, school's cup day. Under, oh. under 15s and under 18 schools cut, oh, was it, oh, right. in the week, oh, wow. yes. Anyway, yes. I bought you a present for Easter. Excellent, very kind. I thought you haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. you, you might not like it's it. It's coming out of an, an alluring green plastic Look bag. Look at the producer, because he's only got a small one. Bless his heart, but... Ooh! Oh, thank you very much. Bunny rabbit. Little bunny rabbit. A, uh, yes, a chocolate gold bunny rabbit. Oh, and a cream egg as well. A cream egg as well. Legend. Big got... cream egg fan. I love cream eggs. Do you? Great. The, the, I bought a box of 48... Do you get that at a discount if you buy them well, in bulk? Well, I, think I, did, I, I did buy them in Costco's. So I'm assuming they were dance. I can't remember how much they were, actually. They appear to be the proper brand leader as well, rather than some dubious knockoff. It's funny how we, we sort of stopped, because they've now started running adverts with Cadbury's Cream Eggs going, not much longer before we withdraw them again. I thought, well, they come out all year, don't they? They seem to be out longer and longer, don't yeah. they? Kind of buy them just after Christmas. I remember when they first came out, people, oh, have you seen these? An, an, an egg with, when you bite into it, and it's got something that looks like a yolk... It is great. And you, then you, you can't have too many because they make you a bit sick after a couple. Well, it's, well, it's just fondant, isn't it? And then they brought out another one, which was a Mars egg. Have you seen the Mars egg? Mm-hmm. And then they brought out an Aero egg. That was quite nice. Caramel egg, there was. Was a caramel? There was as well, yeah. Not I, that caramel exists anymore, no. of course. I, I went to the Ideal Home Show the other day and we had toffee vodka. Toffee vodka, I tell you, you could do a bottle of that easy. <sighs> it was really delicious. It tasted, and it was clear. It wasn't 
Because I've, I've, had, I've made Mars bar vodka before. <laughs> have you ever made Mars bar vodka? <laughs> I certainly haven't. Oh, Mars bar vodka's great. You just get a Mars bar and you melt it in a frying... in, in a saucepan... And you keep stirring it to get all the bits gone, so it's as smooth as chocolate. And then you pour off some vodka out of a bottle and pour in the Mars bar, shake it up and put it in the freezer. Wow. And it will keep for ages, and every time you want a little hit, you know, if you're having a party, you take it out of the freezer, because it doesn't freeze because it's alcohol, shake it up, and just pour yourself a little shot of it, and it's like chocolate alcohol. I mean, it's just fantastic. Wow, I could make a chocolate bunny rabbit vodka, couldn't I, with this? You melt that bunny down... <laughs> I shall be on the phone to your mother telling her a few home truths about last Friday. But anyway. <laughs> she Indeed. looked well. Yes, she looked well. I've recovered now. Thank well, you very much. Each, I mean, I have got loads more of these eggs. If, if you want some more. I'll pass it on to the rest of the news no, team. Don't, 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 don't tell them a word. Okay. God's sake, you're we'll not this like is a little secret. Jim and Diamond's up there. They, they yeah. won't be listening either, so it'll be all right. Don't mention it. Hide, hide your bunny when you go out. I will do. Just will clasp it to my chest. Thank you very much. All right. Happy Easter. Thank you so much. I don't know what it means. It just means you give each other eggs and stuff like that. They're all waiting next door patiently. No chance. No <laughs> chance. They had some... Oh, you've got... I know, you've got your own sweets. They've got Percy Pig sweets next door. Which are also good. That, yes, well, go. <laughs> go now. <laughs> See you later. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Actually, was, I, wish, I wish we'd take it. I'm sure that Adrian took some pictures in the studio the other day of the whole team from upstairs coming down to take the pictures of the... Of the penguin and the lemur, because it was it was the funniest thing ever. Every time the door opened, there was somebody else standing there, and they all came in, and we did we did get fantastic hits. If you want to see what they look like, then uh, do please go to the LBC website. I, I say that pleaded. Oh, there was something else I've just cut in here. It was a <coughs> a letter, a number of letters to the Mail on Sunday. The first one was about Gloria De Piero who apparently was GMTV's former political correspondent, who I'd never even heard of before. Never even heard of her. Anyway, she obviously, just, uh, she obviously got ambitions. Turned out she posed for topless pictures when she was 15. And somebody wrote in to say, is there no end to embarrassing incompetence? Does it make a difference now if somebody poses topless? Does it really make a difference to people that, that sort of bothered? What are you eating? What are you eating? You're eating, you're eating a Percy pig. No, I don't want a Percy pig. What is Percy? Is that those little pink things that look like shrimps years ago? Are they chewy or are they not? They're, they're, they're like foamy and chewy. Lovely. And then there's another letter from Peter Wingard. Because remember the papers printed a picture of poor Peter Wingard the other week? And uh, he was out just, um, just... Is that Percy Pig? Percy. Oh, right. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's squidgy. It's lovely. Put it in your mouth. No, I, I can't. I'll just have a... I, I can't. never stopped you before. Ooh, don't like that. <laughs> It tastes a little bit. They're lovely. Oh, you like them? Mm. Oh, shan't bother giving me one of my Easter eggs then. I've never seen these things before. I thought they they look a bit like shrimps. Oh, are they from Mars? Well, it's very clever though, isn't it? Lovely. I'll save that for later. A bit of a treat. So Peter Wingard was pictured walking through, I think, Chiswick or West London, and he uh, he looked dishevelled because they were saying, oh, when he was on the television as as, as Peter Wingard. You know, he was very smart and dapper and all this kind of thing. And now look at him and you think, well, you know, sometimes I go out not looking particularly smart. I mean, last night I did look particularly good. So anyway, so Peter wrote in. And he said, with reference to your recent report about me, do you seriously believe I should behave and dress like Jason King? He said, I've played more than 100 different characters on television, in films and on the stage, including John the Baptist, the King in The King and I, and Isambard Kingdom Brunel. Do you really expect me to walk down the high street dressed like them? I mean, it was such a stupid story in the mail. Such a stupid story that, you know, an actor... You want to go out there and see what... 
you know, some of the great Shakespearean actors wear when they're not on stage. They walk out the stage door, they don't take the character with them. So ridiculous. I'm, I'm with Peter Wingard on that one. I think it's just absolutely the stupidest thing ever. So every time you go out now, even if you've not been on television for ages, they still take pictures of you, which is not good. Not good at all. Uh, Tony says, have you seen any of the Apple iPad videos which were released yesterday in America? I know somebody who's got one. I know somebody who's got one. And uh, the Onslow Hotel in Kensington... No, no, no. This is not in Kensington, I'm afraid. Uh, Oslo Court... It's the one which is next to uh, Regent's Park. Jean and Lee went to see uh, the Doris Day story at Wilton's Music Hall, which is good. Carrie in Hammersmith says, every time I open up a paper or newspaper, it's going on about Denise Van Outen and her pregnancy. There's nothing else going on in the country. Doris Day's birthday yesterday. 88. Good Lord. 88. Blimey, hope for all of us. And Jay says, would be great to hear your banter so early. I think you'd be a great host of Loose Women. Kind of wouldn't work, would it really? <laughs> loose Women? Bloke. Loose women. They did actually try doing uh, a loose men program, and unfortunately, all they came up with, and it wasn't, it was certainly one of the worst lineups I've ever seen. It had dreadful, um, oh, I can't remember his name, married to Jade Good, Jeff Brazier. Well, I mean, the man can't string two words together. I mean, when I, when I go out from here, talking about, uh, about Peter Wingo, I don't go out dressed as Steve Allen, I go out as my alter ego. Mary. Uh, and I go out and I look at... Because, uh, you know, if you're on television and you're playing... Imagine somebody's playing Henry VIII and they go, why are you not wearing that? And you go, because I'm an actor. You know, Joan of Arc doesn't go out and people sort of set fire to her as she's walking along the road. It's equally as daft. But they, they have to make something out of it, don't they? I suppose it keeps them, uh, keeps them going. Uh, also in the papers today, I'm not sure if I'm into 3D. I'm really not sure if I'm into 3D. I can't, can't quite remember. And... Uh, I haven't seen any films. I'll tell you what I did watch the other day. Six Degrees of Separation, the film. And this is the story of the young man, the young black man, played by Will... Will somebody, I can't remember. It could be Will, Will Smith, who turns up at this couple's apartment claiming to be the son of Sidney Poitier and claiming that he's been mugged in Central Park. And they're, they're very uh, well-to-do. It's not a current film, it's, it's quite an old film. And I sat down and watched it and became riveted by the way this young man had manipulated himself into their lives. And I think it's on at the Vic at the moment. I think they're doing it. It originally started at the Lincoln Centre. And it's a true story. It is, it is based on a true story. And this man has, has learned everything. I mean, he's quite clearly psychotic, but he's learned everything about these, these people. This, this couple who are... He, he, he's an art dealer, and they deal with... Uh, Kandinsky's. In fact, he has a Kandinsky. I've never even heard of a Kandinsky before, but this was double-sided. You have to watch the film because it's, it's, it's almost like a psychological thriller. And different things happen. I don't want to spoil it for you, but different things happen. In it. And in the end, they almost become an admirer of his because he's, he's shown them something different. He's extremely clever. Extremely clever. And I, I was fascinated by this film. But it's on the Vic the other day. I think, I don't know how long it's running down there for, because it was originally stage play and then made into a film. It's just, it's really quite frightening to think that there are people out there who, who, who just want to know everything about you. It's like taking your identity. He knew everything about their children, knew everything about what they did. He was able to converse on every level. He cooked. He was the perfect person, and yet he was a fraud. Corey bosses want to turn Tina McIntyre and Graham Proctor into the new Stan and Hilda Ogden. I think they're both dreadful. I'm sorry about that. I think uh, Graham Proctor is one of the worst silly characters. 
A street insider said Tina and Graham's pairing will be dynamite television. Certainly haven't seen any evidence of this so far, I'm afraid. It's just, uh, it's pitifully awful. You cannot have Stan and Hilda Ogden at the ages of, you know, 12 and 13. I know they're a bit older than that, but it's, it's just, it takes ages. It takes ages to do things like that. Uh, millions of Twitter users, and this probably includes uh, me as well, are putting themselves at risk from burglaries this Easter. Because what they do is they say to people, oh, look, we're on holiday, here's us, on, here's us doing this and here's us doing that. And they say, don't, don't tell people you're going away on holiday. Don't tell people where you're going. Because once people know where you live, if they know you're not in, they can go around and rob the place. So uh, tell not, you know, t- t- try, try not to tell people. Graham... Uh, Cluley of the security firm, Sophos, says it's a huge problem. Anything you put online is equivalent to being in the middle of Piccadilly Circus with a megaphone. I think it's probably equivalent to being on the Steve Allen show on uh, LBC. Dreadful. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Quarter to uh, eight is the time. Don't forget my How Low finishes at ten this morning. John Warrington will be here as well just after the news at eight. We're trying to keep him upright at the moment. We're giving him enough Percy Pigs and I'm hoping that the sugar rush in there, he'll be sort of wandering about on the ceiling like that. But uh, you watch, he'll sit in the studio, we'll, we'll turn the heating up and he'll be... be out for the count. Because trying to find something in the paper that doesn't have uh, Jordan... And, uh, and we do love the News of the World's headline this morning, which is, Jordan's a slapper. Because this is apparently what she uh, did. They, they say she slapped this pensioner. I don't believe she'd ever slap a pensioner. I can believe she'd lose her temper, because we've seen that happen on a number of occasions. Unlike mild, placid Steve Allen. With you until ten this morning. And we love you a lot. It's uh, fourteen to eight... With the travel, Tom Bell. Thanks, Steve. Good morning. Let's start in Essex on the A12. Still... Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to 8 at Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast. Don't forget, Darren's with us at 9 this morning, only for 30 minutes. So if you've got a question relating to your computer, it's not doing what you wanted to do, get those questions in now. My advice is don't leave it too late, because some people, even after Darren's finished, we're still getting questions in. So get them done now and send them to steve at lbc.co.uk. Steve at LBC. .co.uk, and we'll try and weave yours in. We can't guarantee to weave them in, but we'll do our very best to get through as many as possible. So questions for Darren, the gadget guru. He's here just after the news at 9 o'clock this Sunday morning. Come on, hands up. Who had actually forgotten that it was... <laughs> well, yeah, oh, hands up. Who had forgotten it was the Cambridge boat race in Oxford yesterday? It used to get tons of coverage, and then this... I mean, we, we did it. We actually had it when it was... Uh, when the, the other year, when it was on the Saturday. Now, of course, it was on the Sunday... No, it wasn't. It was on the Saturday, wasn't it? Sorry. That's what I'm talking about, actually. Little rubbish. Thank you. You're right. Nothing new there, then. I know. Nothing new. I know. Fresh clothes for different work. Yeah. I'm not saying a word. I'm not saying a word. But but uh, people kind of forgot about the the boat race. Cambridge, incidentally, beat Oxford. Made a strong start. And uh, and they look set to make it three wins in a row on the Thames. They clash blades at the Hammersmith Bend... Oxford failed to capitalise on their lead. Still my favourite film of all time, True Blue. You can get it really cheaply on Amazon, really, really cheaply. So, uh, well done to them. But everybody forgot about it, for the simple reason that Max Clifford got married the other day with uh, with Joe in front of their closest showbiz pals, Des O'Connor, who we love to pieces, Bobby Davro, who we're not over keen on, and lovely Pauline Quirk. I want to know who else was there. I want to see who who else was there at the, at the wedding. I, I wonder if it's going to... Uh, 
I wonder if it's going to appear in OK magazine. Quite probably, because Max is very good friends with, um, with just about everybody in the business. And Cheryl Cole, oh, she's on a downer at the moment. She's convinced she'll end up on the shelf if she divorces Cheat Ashley. Yeah, right, dear. Despite being one of Britain's most fancied women, no, she's not, um, the X Factor judge reckons she'll never find love again and may not have the four children she yearns for. Well, we all have things in life that we don't get. But I, I wouldn't worry about it at all, Cheryl. You will... It just reminds me, actually, I've just looked at a story about Chelsea Davy saying she doesn't want to marry into the royal family because she wants a proper career. Natalie Pinkham, they now put down as close friend of Prince Harry. It's like a tag, isn't it? Once somebody's got the tag, it seems to stay with them for the rest of their lives. So every time they put it together, oh, Natalie Pinkham, oh, close friend of Prince Harry. What you'd really like to say is, when was the last time he phoned you or you went out? Steve, I see, says Soren in the Daily Mail. They're having a go at Sinead O'Connor for looking dowdy. She's 43. She was on the news talking about the child abuse in the church. What are they expected to wear? Boob tube and high heels? I agree with you. I agree. I shall find that later on, uh, Sinead O'Connor. Thank you for that, Soren, very much indeed. Um, the Queen has splashed out on 300 bottles of vintage bubbly at £100 a pop. I bought some bubbly the other day. I went to the Ideal Home Show, which is OK. It's not... It's nothing too special. It's got the usual things downstairs. There's a, there's a, a lovely Sunseeker boat, which is very nice. Just the one, because it's not the boat show. And they've got some houses that people queue up to walk round. Real sados. And then upstairs they've got the demonstration, where they've got somebody demonstrate. We were watching, and I, I said the other day, he was doing a food mixer. And you know what they like? They're, they're coming closer, coming closer. No, I don't want to come in closer. I'll just stand from here, matey. And he's demonstrating this thing, and he's putting loads of fruit in, you know, peaches and plums and, and, and all the rest of it. And he's going on about, about the price of smoothies and how smoothies are terribly expensive. He's doing it upstairs. You can watch him every day because he, he probably does it every 25 minutes, if not less. And he's got this smart-looking liquidizer there and he says, you push the button and we put some ice in, zhum, zhum, and then it sort of condenses down and then it seems to make a smoothie, which is great. And he's going, because you know, he said smoothies are two pounds each. He said, you can make it with this. I thought, you know, you've got to wash it up and everything else. It's not worth the hassle. And then the, all we want to know is, how much is this, this liquidizer? How much was it? £410. I, you could have dropped me over the balcony. I thought, who in their right mind, unless you're going to put it on a credit card, is going to go there and spend that on a food mixer? You'd be better off buying a Kenwood Chef. I'm sure, actually, they're not much more expensive and you get everything with it. It just seemed a lot of money. I thought, no, the whole idea of going upstairs at the ideal home is because it's, it's tat. You know, you're buying the same old rub. There's the same old northerners who've been there. Here's an iron. Hold this up. St- the woman who was demonstrating must have been 95 if she was a day. And then you've got somebody else demonstrating these bits of thing from Germany they've gone. I thought they looked like they come from China to me. And it's rolls of... St- you see people walking around with it. I've bought it before. It's a load of old rubbish. It's just, it's, it's stuff that soaks up liquid. But the trouble is, what do you do if you spill liquid in your sitting room? The first thing you do is you rush to the kitchen and you get paper towel. And you soak it up with a paper towel. You don't bother going, oh, where's that stuff we bought the ideal home? You don't bother with that. I didn't buy anything there apart from champagne. And I think I was coerced into that because for a tenner, they gave you a tasting of a little bottle of champagne. Then you tried different ones. Then you picked out the one you liked and they gave you a full glass. And then there was an opportunity of buying a couple of bottles of champagne. So I bought some champagne there which was very nice. Uh, Joe says, I'm up early to take the girls to Hampton Court as they are now horse rangers at the stables opposite Hampton Court. Oh, I know exactly where that is. They're all ex-police horses. How wonderful. Those stables go back, I think, to Henry's time. They're certainly, they're, they're very, very old, the stables at Hampton Court. Sorry? 
the horses are very old. I mean, some of them, they're on, you know, crawling along. Oh, I can't do I'm so old. I love that idea. I think it's fantastic. Um, uh, sorry, Wayne says, so, are you going to have some Botox done? Well, I was, lo- my friend Laura last night said she wouldn't mind doing it. And I saw this stuff advertised on the television. It was on the, the, one of the living channel things. And it was an eye cream that you put on and it took away bags and lines and everything else. It was temporary. And I looked at this and I thought, that looks quite good. And I mentioned it to Laura. She seemed quite interested, but she's interested in having the Botox done. And my bank manager, Helena, has threatened to cut my account off if I, if I go anywhere near anybody with Botox. And I quite fancy it. I mean, I... I just, well, I could put it on the credit card. It's about £350. But I'm, I don't... I'm a bit mean. I, d- I, d- I don't want to spend £350, but I want to see what the effect is. And then somebody said to me, well, you don't, you don't need it doing. I said, it's not the point. I want to see what I'm going to look like with it. If you, and then I'm thinking, somebody's going to be injecting next to my eyes. <coughs> I'm, I'm not, not sure about that. Stephen says, I heard that Alex Reed had a cage fight last night. Beat the budgie in the second round. Yeah. Then the budgie woke up and laid him out. Laid him. I'm, I'm yet to see a, a, a cage fight. I've yet to see a cage fight. Um, Colleen, <laughs> obviously Simon is, is a cross-dresser, says, do you know that you have to pay for a new pair of 3D glasses every time you go to the cinema? Well, how many times do you go to the cinema? How many times is there a 3D film? How many times? There's not... You know, why don't you just keep them? You don't, have, you don't have to give them back in. If you've actually paid for them, then they're, they're yours, I'm, I'm assuming. I could be wrong. And having told you earlier oof, that uh, Jedward could be doing the... The coffee's not exactly brilliant, but it's OK. Yeah, it's cool. It's better than nothing. It's hot and warm. It's all I care about. Well, it's warm. Sorry, not hot and warm. Wet and hot. Uh, having told you that Jedward are probably going to do the Shaken Back advert, they're saying that Saturday TV kids shows CD UK and SMTV Live are back from the dead and Jedward are being lined up to front them. They're battling it out with Abby Clancy to get the top spot. ITV want to bring back SMTV and CD UK to pep up Saturday mornings. Uh, they were axed in 2006. Can't go back, can you, really? And they made huge stars of Anton Deck, who went on to do Pop Idol. I'm a celebrity in Britain's Got Talent. Unfortunately, not their latest push the button, which is dreadfully dreary. But they're, they're also saying other host names in on the frame. Britain's Got Talent presenter Stephen Mulhern and George Lamb. George Lamb's way too ancient for things like that, I'm afraid. We don't want George Lamb anywhere near children's television. It's just not, not, not good enough, I'm afraid. You just don't need that kind of thing. And, uh, and Dan says, Happy Easter. Happy Easter to the family. He says, the girls are awake, so getting up now. Come on, three minutes to eight. You can do it. You don't want to, but you can do it. If, if, you, um, if you go to America and you get one of these iPads... Uh, when pe- people are importing them from America, three times the price. My advice is be very careful, because I don't think, and I'll have to check with Darren, but I don't think the warranty is valid over here. If it's American, I think it'll be an American warranty. I'm pretty, pretty certain. The same with most electrical items you buy. I can't see people buying it over there, and then it goes wrong, and you take it into a store. I mean, I'm sure that they would, out of goodwill, but I don't think the uh, warranties are valid. I think they're North American warranties, which are somewhat different to the ones that we have here, even though you all want these things and you want them, you want them fairly quickly. I mean, I was the same. I'm thinking of changing my iPhone. I'm thinking of buying another, another iPhone because, for some reason, the battery started running down. And it's only at the end of the day. And I'm not... Um, I don't like it. So, I mean, I'm, I might... I'm going to wait a little bit longer till, till the new one comes up. Sorry? You can... Well, I know, but the trouble is you don't... Because it's got everything on here. I mean, this is my life in this phone. 
So I might have to... I've had it before when I bought batteries, but with an Apple, you've got to give it back to them, haven't you? And they then install a battery. Why they never made it easy for us, I've got no idea. And um, Carol Malone's column today, talking about um, Kylie Minogue and Danny Minogue. I'm a bit bored with Danny Minogue. And also talking about uh, Mucker Mills and why every time Mucker Mills stands outside the court, people just have to suppress this overwhelming urge to laugh at her because she's just rubbish. It's LBC. If you're still waiting to meet the person of your dream... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. It's four minutes past eight. It's Steve Allen's Sunday breakfast on LBC at 97.3. And Stuart says you're, you're quite a tonic for Easter Sunday morning. <laughs> yes, I'm not sure if that's good or bad. He has a gin and tonic. They're more Wincarnis. Yes, yes. I'm more Philosan for the over 40s. <laughs> I'd forgotten about the boat race yesterday, boat race. I had a very jolly lunch on Putney Heath, and I'm just coming around. He says, but I managed to keep going to see young Matt Smith as a new Doctor Who. I, I couldn't care less about Doctor Who. I'm so nonplussed by it. <laughs> and especially that new girl who's the new assistant, who quite clearly, she's making the most of her 30 seconds worth of fame. Yesterday spread over the papers wearing just her pants. I mean, really? Oh, which... <laughs> It was the sun, if you want to know. Well, of course it was. It wasn't the Times, yeah, was but, it? I mean, Good morning. Know, to be honest with you, when <laughs> I started my career, I did, nobody... Anyway, yes. I might take that back. Uh, nobody <laughs> ever asked me to pose in my pants and spread over the sun. It was just, what is the point of it? That's not what she's you told me. Taken, well, she's supposed to be taken seriously as an actress. And I'm sorry, I'm not taking anybody seriously as an actress. Who sort of starts... You think, oh, how desperately sad are you? But to be a, a, the Doctor Who's assistant... Mm. I think you'd make a very good assistant to Doctor Who, I by can't the way. bear the programme. I know you can't. I, I couldn't care less if the Cybermen <laughs> took him out with the Swamp Men and he was exterminated, you know, forever. You know all the, all the right lines. Morrington, I do beg your good morning, yes. Don't start me now, because I've, I've had two bits of chocolate <laughs> and I'm not in the best frame of mind. <laughs> Especially after John this week, very kindly, out of the kindness of his heart, and I worship the quicksand he walks on, <laughs> uh, said to me, <sighs> he said, I've recorded this pineapple dance studio. So I thought, OK, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. So I sat down, and I'd just taken the screw top off the bottle of Pinot Grigio, and... Uh, and Bo- bottle number one or bottle Ten minutes later, two? I'm still sitting there. I hadn't actually managed to <laughs> pour it. I'm sort of sitting there in stunned silence at these... First of all, Louis. I don't know what I can say to describe Louis, apart from dated old Mary, who went out about 40 years ago. I don't think he's old. Really? Just looks so old. He's, he's... He looks so ancient. And also, can't you go in any gay bar and find a queen who's all by herself, who has to behave like that, because it's just... Oh, it was just ghastly. Half a dozen, no Gar- doubt. I know. It was just awful. But then it got worse. Because then we were introduced <laughs> to the man who thinks he's a pop singer. Oh, yes. Well, and th- I was as incredulous as the man from the record company, who said, of course, he's actually gay... And the, and the manager went, no, he's not gay. And I thought, really? He was... Talk about delusional. This poor creature. But it got worse. So by this time, I'm standing... And I've had to put the bottle down because I'm in danger of hitting somebody. Have you had a glass yet, by the no, way? No, no. I've had to put the bottle down because it, it was making me ill. And then we get this curly-haired child of 16 with the, with the pushy mummy. Oh, yes. Who yeah. Was he only 16? He looked about 15, 16, <laughs> and he tapped dance. He quite clearly didn't want to do it, and I wasn't sure about him either. Certainly wasn't sure about the mother. <laughs> wasn't sure about any of this bit. And then, it just, it just lurched from, from worse to worse. 
that ghastly Louis, who then kept touching other people's cakes that had been made, and was quite revolting. Yes, and I is. thought, you know, somebody needs to hit you, because, frankly, you're, you're getting on my nerves. Then, they bring over the woman, who was the one who appeared on YouTube, who, after her husband had got, um, divorced... And she'd been in there and he'd taken Viagra. And that's what she was famous for. Yes, yes, she that's thought, right. She thought that she was some singer. And she wrote a song about help for heroes. LBC doesn't think that Louis from Pineapple should be hit. I do. <laughs> <laughs> he was getting so annoyed. Put his way, what you don't do, somebody makes cakes and he was fingering them. And then he put talcum powder on the top of one of them. That's Absolutely you... awful. Apparently, uh, somebody I was speaking to last night said that they saw the him made me Ill. In, in, a, in a bar <laughs> the other night, and he was exactly the same in the bar as he was on the television programme. Yeah, but the trouble is, I bet he's single. <laughs> well, I can't imagine he's in a relationship, because at one point... He is, this, with himself. Yes, and with his, well, he's welcome to himself, because, frankly, he's a five-minute no-oper. I mean, w- you know, well, what, you just just take any anybody behind a bar and go, OK, you're it... Don't you reckon you think... they could do that, do you? Oh, no just... one could actually perform like that. They have to be he, like that. He's just that. showing off for the camera because on those odd moments where he doesn't get his own way, he behaves like a petulant little child. I mean, the programme's Ghastly. been going on for quite a few weeks, hasn't at, it? At least. And, and I think it's going on for a few more. It seems to be oh, always on television. God, is it? Oh, and yeah. people talking about it, but I think they're talking about it because they're in shock because he is just but the so is, listen, outrageous. I mean, well, you need to get out a bit more. Go down to any dance studio. We can, we can find half a dozen people like that mm. who'd be like that all the time. Yes. But it was the bloke who thought he could sing who's got his manager with him. The manager doesn't look like he's got the faintest idea of, of how to sell this creature. Probably just a friend pretending to be a manager. No, he, j- he just... He re- it reminded me of Alan Dodgen. <laughs> I don't know why. Really? He just did, yes, absolutely. And he, he was going to the record company, and the record company quite rightly was saying, well, actually, we're more interested in the girl. If you've not seen this programme, it will infuriate you, because you've got a silly little show-off with Louis, you've, who, who, I mean, he's the artistic director of Pineapple. I know. Girl, he tells all those girls s- what to do in that room. Yes. And then leaves them. Well, then he sort of walks up, and then we saw him attempting to dance, <laughs> while this other bloke played the piano. Quite clearly, one, I mean, the bloke playing the piano at least could play the piano. Louis couldn't dance for toffee. He couldn't dance, could he? He couldn't, he just looked stupid. And I thought, and, oh, uh, you're so going to get yourself into trouble with this programme. You've started uh, believing, you know, and stop believing, dear. And all those, um, all those, uh, points to the face to the camera going, I'm too old for this. My yeah. knees won't bend back. And yes. it's all terribly, terribly camp. But it was this funny curly-haired boy who then got taken out to do something in a pub where he tap dance, which was ghastly. And he does, he does ballet. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm not saying there's anything with ballet, but it's the mother who's there. You know, it must be really embarrassing. It's like, you know, you, you, you go to a school thing and then your mum's waiting outside to take you home. Really embarrassing. I'm glad you like the programme. <laughs> I'll tell you, but it was this stupid woman who'd been on the internet before who thought she wrote songs for Help for Heroes, and she was quite clearly delusional. Quite clearly, you know, the programme seems to be a lot of people who think they've got talent, but quite clearly we're all laughing at them. But you do that's know that what I found worrying. Everybody who hasn't watched it is now going to tune in of to course see they what are. you're talking about. And my friend Jonathan... Le- <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, what's my, that? My friend Jonathan Levi, as you yes. know, he did the Fern Cotton programme. Mm, which was well, very good. Well, he's also doing The Parent Trip. This is his latest series of shows for ITV. And uh, it's where they take away George Lamb and his father, Larry, and yeah. they send them to Namibia or something like that, and Ab- Abby Clancy is doing something with her mother. They're all doing different things. Mm. All irritating people. But I must say again that when I did the student union debate up in Nottingham... Yeah, on Tuesday... With, uh, with Scott and Jonathan and loads of other mm. people. The one person all the students hated, who do you think they hated? We were talking about people on 
radio. No, we were talking about pe- people on radio, and I was saying how, how difficult it was for women to get jobs on oh, radio. Yes. On, as newsreaders and as producers, yes, but actually fronting programmes, women tend not to, to rate as well no, as men. they don't, do And they? the women were agreeing, and I said, do you, do you like watching women or listening to women on the radio? And the majority of people there said, no, they didn't. But who did they hate the most? Was it a man or a woman? No, a woman. Well, I only had to mention oh. her name, and they were boo, but they didn't like her at all. I'm trying to think who. Isn't it, is, is she on, on that, that other radio, another radio Firm station? Firm Cotton, they hated to pieces. Really? I kid you not. I mean, Frank, if she'd been there, we could have lynched her and made 300 people very happy. I bet she'd be very they upset to They hated hear that. her. And these, this was her target audience, I thought. These were students. These were people I thought they'd go, ooh, love. We found one bloke there who'd actually done work experience at LBC the week before. And he liked her, did he? He liked her, but nobody else liked her. On the radio? I didn't think they liked her full stop. Right. I didn't think they liked the persona. She <laughs> didn't sell herself very well. She doesn't rate. And, and, and I d- she d- she's just got radio. She's not on television anymore, is she? Yes. Jonathan Levi did this series with her where she oh, went out she's, to she's, what, she's the one that's yes. gone to... Right. Peaches Geldof. Do you remember, he, he, it was Fern Meats, and mm. it was Peaches Geldof and various other people. Everybody hated her at this audience. I mean, I'm, it's, but then, of course, you know, what can I do about that? No, I saw one of those. Yeah. And I can't remember I who she met. Again, I'm, I'm becoming ill watching television. It's you. You give me the me? Katie Price thing. Katie Price, who spends a whole life you either You love that programme. This fake hair shoved you on her head. You love Katie Price. Katie well, Reid. Katie Reid. It's Katie. Reid, not Price. No, it'll be back Reed. to Price. She'll ditch him shortly. <laughs> I can you tell. I think she'll get back with Pete. Nice well, a silly hope not. No, they can't. They've been divorced. What do you mean they can't? You they can marry again. They look immensely <laughs> stupid. If she was going to get back with anybody, it'd be Dane Bowers. Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton managed to do it twice. Yeah. You and see, get married. Jerry says Louis is a ledge in our house. <laughs> a legend? What, is that like, no, ledge. <laughs> a ledge. ledge. Actually, somebody put pots on. <laughs> Books. <laughs> Even the kids like him. What is a bit worrying, so does Harry Hill. Listen, it's a five-minute, let's try and find somebody, you know, because we're not doing Denise Van Outen's pregnancy. Let's put somebody else silly on television. Is she pregnant? Sorry? Is she pregnant? Is the Pope Catholic? Where are you coming I from? I didn't know she was what pregnant. Mean, if, look, Denise Van Outen? Of course she is. What do you mean, of course she is. Were well, you there? Pregnant because that was what she was in all the papers. <laughs> well, not as well have been. But she was in all the papers because they claim that's why she's not on the Andrew Lloyd Webber. Um, follow the Yellow Brick Road. That's not why she's not on there. He's changed all the people. I know, but she thought that. And they oh, have really? said that they didn't really want somebody who was pregnant on there. Well. I don't. Listen, I mean, what do I know? And what, isn't the same happening with Danny for X Factor? Because she's pregnant. Yes. Well, well, will she, won't well she? I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure if she's finished doing that or if, if she... I can't bear her anyway. Well, I've never like liked I, Danny Minogue. I Gibson's like Danny Minogue. Like, snooty woman. Ooh. <laughs> Very so, look like she, she looked down. I like her. Do you? Yeah, I do. Oh, you like all the people I don't like. <laughs> no, not all Everybody of them. Like, if you guarantee, if I don't like them, he'll like them. Well, I like the new Doctor Who, although I haven't seen him yet. I'm going to tell you about that on Friday. Oh, God, must you? I might bring that in for you. You're telling me you like Katie Price, don't you? Well, no, 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 no. 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 I can't... The worst thing about Katie Price is... I don't I dislike her. Sorry? I don't dislike her. No. Well, I don't dislike her. I just think... I feel sorry for her. So do I. She doesn't do anything in the house. She doesn't do anything apart from going and get that ghastly fake hair done. I don't mind somebody being all fake. <laughs> what did you think of the extensions? She just looks stupid. But, but did you see how long it took? The, the boy... Eight the boyfriend... Hours. ...took off from London... Yeah. ...and was flying to Los Angeles... Yeah. ...and she started the hair as his plane took off... ...and she was still having it done as it landed... Yeah. 
in Los Angeles. The trouble is, later. you know, how, how difficult is it to style yak hair, ladies and gentlemen, nowadays? I mean, you know, it's a lot of yaks have given up their life for that uh, dreadful hair. It'd be easy if she stuck a wig on, because by the time it had all been yeah. done... That can't... That must the, hurt. Did you notice, in, in Vienna, though, she didn't have any friends. She stood by herself at one point. She had nobody to talk to apart from the cameraman. She goes to Elton John's party in Los Angeles. Didn't she, want to go. She thinks she's going to the Oscars. No, dear, you're going to Elton John's party. To watch the Oscars. Who did they film? Oh, look, there's Victoria Beckham. She stayed all night. Mm. She did it. Unfortunately, poor old Katie, nobody to talk to, does an hour. Yeah, she does. She didn't like it, did she? No. She couldn't she wait to get out. She to be out. back with her, her friends. In that dreadful hotel room. That dreadful dress. Oh, the hotel room? Yes. Was that a cheap motel she was cheap. in or something? I bet it was a boutique hotel. Oh, oh do you take think a break? So? Well, it, it must have been, because it overlooked hotel. the Oscars. Yeah, I know, but it didn't have to be boutique. That's yes, it was boutique. Street. I stayed at a place in Manchester. Dale and I went, went to Manchester, and we stayed in a place called Malmaison. Oh, Malmaison, yes, I stayed in that, in Edinburgh. Uh, it was very it. on you. It was very on no un- I like old-fashioned chintz, <laughs> yeah. gold, recherche, big... This was stark minimalist, and I cannot do hotel rooms with bidets in them. I cannot do them, I'm sorry. With the travel, Tom Bell... Thanks, Steve. Good morning. Big problems for the M25 if you're heading from... S- Steve Allen. Morning, every 18 minutes past eight is the time. It's Steve Allen's Sunday. I'm trying to be quite calm about it, but every programme <laughs> I'm watching on television is making me ill. Brian says, Happy Easter. Just had a look out the window. Grey, wet and horrible in Hampton Hill. It's, it's a bit overcast it's here. It's also quite chilly. Walking yeah. from the car to here, yes. in my hoodie, yeah. it was still cold. It is yeah. cool. Maybe because I've been up all night, but it, it didn't feel very warm. Yeah. Stephen Enfield says it's Lama. Lima is the capital of Peru. Yeah, we said Lama. I don't think you. No. Lama. I said we've got a Lima. Lima. It's, Lima. it's a Lima. Yeah. You know, like a ring-tailed Lima. But, but not Lima, the capital of Peru. You. No. Uh, but you also said. Um, but you originally told it was a llama, and you wondered how they were going to get it in the no, lift. No, I didn't. No, 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 no. Who said that? No, that was Charlie on the news desk. Oh, she said, Charlie. oh, you've got a llama coming in. And I went, it's a lemur. <laughs> she went, no, it's a llama. I said, it's a lemur. So we had to go and... Ch- anyway, it's pronounced... It's spelled differently, Stephen Enfield. L-E-M-U-R. Which is okay. mar- and a very unusual spelling. Yes. You have to look at the spell. photos. Yes, on lbc.co.uk. Stephen Harlington says, S-N-M TV, that should whip up a new audience. Oh, yes, dear, there is. Honestly. I think it's called SM Dash TV. I don't think it's meant to be. You watch your own programmes, okay? I know what programmes I'm watching. I'm not recording any programmes for you anymore. Well, don't, because frankly, <laughs> you've given me high blood pressure. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not doing very well this week. You look at I, you. You've, got, you've done three quarters of a programme. I wanted it. to phone you after it finished. I thought, I can't. Fa- I need to speak to somebody. I need to. I've really <laughs> got to get this off my chest. Where was I? Working somewhere. I think you were working. Yeah, yeah. probably were. Essential really does work, says Deborah. Essential. I use it every day for the under-eye bags. Just don't use too much. It obviously just dries, because they put it on and then they sort of put a little fan on and it dries, and it takes away... The bags. The bags. There's a roll-on thing that you everyone that's buys. That's coloured. You don't want that. I've had a look at that. That's got coloured... That's coloured stuff. Is it tinted? Yes. It's going to look ridiculous. Make it look like Coco the Clown. <laughs> As opposed to Coco Chanel. Yeah. Ben in Clam says, we're off for a champagne breakfast at church. Really? That service is going to go by a bit, <laughs> bit good today, isn't it? Lovely. Champagne what do we sing on Easter Sunday? What, what hymns do we sing Easter Sunday, Johnny? What do we sing? It? Is it When I Survey the Wondrous Cross? Do you think that would be one of them? I love the I'm all by myself on this you one. Really I are. sort of look for guidance the other <laughs> side, and all, all I get is blank looks. I think Easter Sunday, When I Survey the Wondrous Cross, on where Andrew Pierce would know. Sorry? Andrew Pierce would know what Oh, Andrew Pierce spends most of his time on hassocks on his knees, <laughs> I'm afraid. 
Bit of an embarrassment. Uh, Jenny says, if you buy a new iPhone, can I have your old one? You're joking. I can sell this. It's worth up to oh, £200 pounds yeah, or easily. something. Easily worth £200. Yes. And uh, Kim says, my husband, daughter and I went to the ideal home, ate lots of samples but avoided buying expensive gadgets. I didn't think there were any gadgets there. I was a bit disappointed. Oh, £400 I've seen pounds for that chopping, chipping things. We didn't see anybody buy one. There's one of those things advertised in the paper the other day, and, it, and it, it's, they call it a soup maker. Yeah. And it looks like one of those, um, what are they called? Those liquidizer. Liquidizer things. But actually, it's got an element in it, and you, it heats does up. all the thing, and then heats the soup, and you just pour it. Christ the Lord is risen today. Hallelujah. Is that what they were saying? That's one, yeah. Oh, lovely. I like that. You see, I mean, I, I love any. I, I know every you like hymn. A hymn or two. Don't I you? love every hymn for the simple reason I learnt them all as a child, and they've stuck with me you even should... at the age of thirty-nine. I can still remember them. You should be playing them today. It's a very religious day. It is. I know, and I like that. I like that. But it's a religious day. Yes. yes. Well, I, I mean, that's why I'm a bit disappointed. The garden centres aren't open. Nothing's open for people today. who who aren't religious. Well, they're not allowed to open today. Well, to be honest with you, we're more a Muslim country than a Christian country. We are. There are more Muslims More Muslims than Christians. And to be honest, what about all the people who really couldn't be bothered either way? What are they supposed to do? Sit in and twiddle their thumbs? No, but... I'm going to play hymns in the car. It is is Britain, Great Britain. Yeah. And we are Christian. We are a Christian country. Yeah. Even though the population may not all be Christian. We celebrate the Christian holidays. We celebrate... Christmas, don't we? We don't celebrate the, the Jewish holidays. The whole country doesn't come out. I celebrate every Jewish holiday. I go the whole lot. I'm, I'm jumping onto everybody's bandwagon. If there's a holiday going, I want it. I'm not missing out. Well, I'm looking forward to August then, yeah. when Ramadan starts, and you can't eat all day. From some... I don't do Ramadan. Oh, I'm I doing, see. I'm doing Diwali I see. instead. We're doing selective religious <laughs> I'm doing groups, selective are we? religious holidays. Religious holidays. <laughs> I'm just only doing the nice ones. The ones where you have to suffer, I'm not doing. The ones where you can eat all night and yeah. light candles and, yes. and go and sing carols and hymns. And have fireworks and do carols and hymns. That would be my ultimate thing, to host uh, a hymn. I know they have songs of praise, but I'd love to host a hymn concert at the Royal Albert Hall. That would be fantastic. Oh, I'm sure you could do that. Because, you know, you cannot beat people singing together. Community singing is very therapeutic. And they don't really have them throughout the year, do they? Only at Christmas. They yeah, have the Christmas carol yeah. concerts, which are lovely. I sang at a friend of mine's wedding. I mean, I sang really loudly. Really. Did you sing beautifully? I did. I just sang loudly. But I wanted to do all the descant pieces. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever been in a, in, in, ch- in a church and singing a hymn and the, there's a woman by the side of you and she sings it like it's an aria no, from an opera? Have you never heard... churches like that. No. Do, why? No. What Any women doing? there, they're behind. <laughs> quite a long way behind, like, like Epping. <laughs> male, the male-only choir, was it? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I do like watching choirs on the television. I just wish the camera would stay on them and not flip around all the over the place. songs of praise will be on. Today. Yeah, but that's be... good. You always find the person who knows how to enunciate on the television. A little bit like Jenny Barnett singing in a choir. It would all be very pronounced. Well, when they do their sermons, though, it's very pronounced, isn't it? Yeah, but you do get the singers in the choir. You get the women who know all the parts. Of course. Yeah. Of course they've been doing it. They do it all afternoon. You see, I, but I, I, I know all you the, know all the, the parts. I know the words yes. as well. I want, you, I want to know what you think of David Beckham's shorts. I couldn't, couldn't care less about David Beckham. <laughs> yes, of course you Footballers, the... overpaid... People who kick a piece of leather about. I'm not interested. I know, but well, you, you do talk about it. What about his wife? She's looking a bit... I was almost said tuppy then. Yeah. I'm a bit... I don't know how current those... But, oh, they're, they're fairly current. They're very she current. Wearing? Yeah, they did that street. last week. Sorry? What, what is, is she, she wearing? wearing? A kind of a sarong <laughs> and a bra. Does she ever go out without her sunglasses on? No, and the hat couldn't be any lower. She's turning into Joan Collins. She's turning a bit into Joan Collins, and yet she's only young. But those shorts... Yeah. Honestly, Louis would love them. 
from yes, Pineapple Studios. Yes, I have Studios. to be honest. I, I mean, I'm not... I think David Beckham's quite sweet, but I think he poses and then he opens his mouth and we all fall about laughing because <laughs> he's got the funny voice. He is a footballer. Not well, a not at the moment person. he's not, is he? No, he's not. And Rooney's getting better. Is he? Yes. Apparently. Do you think, do you think poor old Rooney's actually got any clothes that he can wear? The wife goes out and spends a fortune in cricket and he's always in a pair of jeans and a hoodie. Well, that's what they look like. Do you think he puts clothes on at home and goes, uh, cause I can't remember how he talks now. Do you think she always speaks with a Liverpool accent, doesn't he? They're from you know Liverpool. Right, whack. All, right. All right, love. So what do you reckon, Colin? Do you think I should wear this tonight? <laughs> didn't quite sound <laughs> right, did it, <laughs> no. actually? And he goes, Even I'm a no, bit worried I think I'll stick with the trackies. The tra- trackies? Trackies. Oh, yeah. Maybe we should have an LBC choir. The sports boys could do bass. Not all of them. <laughs> There's a couple of suspect ones there. What are the producers And the say? deputy programme director could do the alto parts. Oh, what, the desk can't? If, if you Descant's squeeze hard wonderful. enough, yes, you could probably do Descant. I sang Descant <laughs> in the choir at school. Did you? Yeah, I loved it. Oh, I, I like Descant. I sang a lot. I sang at, um, uh, Elizabeth Hall, the, the Queen Elizabeth Hall, yes. in a concert with the school children. Did you? Yeah. Luckily, there were loads of other people there and drowned him out, so you were all right on that <laughs> I one. I couldn't do it now. Could you not? No. I'd sing along whether I was out of tune or not. I know, I lip-sync. When oh, any any kind of group singing, I lip sync. I love it. I, what lip syncing? Well, just singing. I'm very good at lip syncing. Yeah. I, su- I sing in the Madonna. car all all the time. Oh, and if anybody you? pulls alongside me, I pretend I'm talking on my imaginary phone. So that's when I was <laughs> trying to have a kip in my car this morning at five thirty-five over the road. Oh, that was you, was it? Singing I... woke me up. Yes. <laughs> no, wake me up woke before me you up. go go. Woke, woke me, me up. up before... Honestly, your English is terrible. <laughs> I'm walking from where I parked my car this morning, <laughs> and this woman runs over the road in high heels. I could hear them. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clop. Goes into an alley as I'm walking down the road mm. and goes to the toilet. No. And I... Re- so, I'm sorry. I mean, I have to say something. I, I think that's just disgusting. That is appalling. Absolutely disgusting. But there isn't anywhere to go if you really want to go. Well, then you have to hold it. For how women can't Well, you go. It. Well, I know they can't, but it's you have to go difficult. before you leave the, the place you're going to. Well, maybe she was on a long journey. Well, she... Well, she, well anyway... I, I walked like around it. for an hour to try and get a cup of tea. Did you? Yeah, I Well, that time of the morning. I even... I, yes, at that time of the morning. It was very, well, very just difficult. just walk in here. We've got... I know, tea. but I didn't want... You know, I said I, to you the other day, listen, John, you're more than welcome, you know, if you don't have a roof over your head, <laughs> to pop in here and make friends with people. I, I was only homeless for two hours and 45 minutes. <laughs> it, was only, it was only between jobs. So what I did was... Security could have looked after Oh, no, they would have really They'd looked after right. me. I could have laid down there on the couch, couldn't I? But I didn't. I thought no, I'd go for a little walk. Blame, so I walked all the way up through Leicester Square to, um, towards Old Compton Street in that area to see if there was... One of the places was open to get a cup of tea well, and I'm maybe... I'm sure around there there'd been somewhere cu- open Well, for there you. was nothing. A couple of... T- all I wanted was a cup of tea and a couple of rounds of toast. Maybe, maybe a little marmalade. Nothing. Nothing. And I, then, yeah, this is me, I haven't been up all night. I walked all the way back, all the way through You've been thing. on your knees by this time. <laughs> I don't know how I, how I was doing it. People were looking at me very strangely. <laughs> and then walking, walk up the Strand, I thought, that Starbucks that we go to sometimes, yeah. you know, that, I thought, you know, ten past six in the morning, that'll be open, surely. Well, you should have done McDonald's, because they're open from five. No, that, that, they don't open until, uh, half past six. That really? one on the corner here. Leicester Square McDonald's is five. Where is this? Just on the corner, opposite where, where the Swiss centre was. Yeah, the, oh, on the other side. Yes. I never went over there. Yeah, well, that's the one that's open. Oh, I went to the, I saw that the Burger King was closed. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I walked up the Strand, like yeah. Burlington Bertie, who I rose at 5.30 and sauntered along by the Strand. I get to the Strand Palace Hotel. Don't ask, Johnny. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a that's result a of very tiredness. famous song. <laughs> anyway, I get up to um, the, the Strand Palace Hotel. 
And I'm not I'd badly... I'd have called the police if I had <laughs> <say, yeah. laughs> not badly dressed, and I'm not drunk, and I know it's an odd time in the morning, <laughs> but I wandered into the hotel, Dear. not a soul, one man sitting in the lobby. Of course, it's five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it was six. Would you expect a party? No, it was quarter to six, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought there might be somebody checking in or someone checking out. What, was, is... what, with some toast and a cup of tea? <laughs> no, that's all I wanted. So the man... I went to the front desk, and I'm very well dressed, and I was very, very sensible, and I said, excuse me, <laughs> you're making me laugh. No, please don't do that. Said, Wait a minute, so he's walked into the front desk of the Strand Palace, OK? <laughs> it's not a five-star deluxe. It wasn't the Savoy. No. Because that's sharp. They've gone in yeah. there first. So anyway... I went and I said, is there any... Please stop looking at well, me. I'm like just that. horrified by what you're going to ask him. It's just... It's quarter to six in the morning. We're going to have to take a break for the <laughs> news. And it's half past eight now, by the way. Um, I said, is there anywhere here that you can get a cup of tea and some breakfast? And start he said, the car. Start the car. It's just <laughs> not going anywhere, this story, is it? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> so... <laughs> so anyway, he was a very nice man. He said, "Hold on, so I'll just go and check. <laughs> go and well, check with who? And you here? <laughs> What's going on?" So he goes behind this door. No, I have to take a break. No, really. <laughs> Part two of this last. is going to go. It goes longer than the Bible. This story. <laughs> let me tell you, it's LBC, and believe it or not, it's eight thirty. <laughs> Don't forget uh, this Easter Sunday today. From the new time of three o'clock, Tom Parker Bowles is presenting more highlights of the food and drink show, giving you the lowdown on making the best cup of tea, why Mexican food is more than just burritos, and why cooking schools are no longer just for hopeless bachelors. Tom will be back next week as he discusses the age-old question of who makes better chefs, men or women? I don't know. Food and drink, Sunday from three on LBC 97.3. So we're as far as the Strand Palace Hotel. Oh, yes. OK, so John's wandered in there. All he wants is a cup of tea... Two, rounds of, two rounds of toast. Mm. He'd be quite happy. So he mm. goes in there. Place is deserted at quarter to six, except the man on the desk and John. And I, I did ask him in my nicest voice. I said, I just want to have a little bit of breakfast, just a nice cup of tea What's and some toast. A little bit of breakfast on a Sunday morning. And I was yeah. quite well dressed. I wasn't yeah. looking scruffy or anything. Just come from work. And he said... He had to check all the time. Anyway, eventually, he said to me, yes, we, it does open at six o'clock, which was in, a, in about ten minutes, yeah. which was perfect. I would have waited there, sat in that lobby. Yeah, absolutely, that, The ten grey-haired minutes. man that was asleep. <laughs> and had a chat with him, in fact, probably. Yeah. And, he, and I said, well, that, he said, well, what room, are you, what room are you in? Oh. And I said, well, no, I'm not staying here. I, you know, and I've got money. I said, I almost got the money out so I can pay. I'm not yes, don't I want to pay. sign it on someone's room and things. And he like. said? He said, I'll go and check. So off he went again, which seemed like an eternity, but I thought the toast is probably burnt by now. So back he came, and he said, I'm sorry, sir, but it's only four people staying in the hotel. Oh, dear. And I said, but why? He said, I'm sorry, but that's it. That's it. It's only if I, you're I staying in I don't do secondary hotel. questions. <laughs> I'm not going back in that room again. Yeah. So, so they I said, said, no. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> so I said, oh, OK, then. And I sort of shrugged my shoulders and walked out See, sheepishly. I always thought, I mean, being naive and working in London for 30-plus years, that you could walk into any hotel, as you can in any other capital city, and I've been in loads of them, mm. and you can walk into the hotel and you, you can buy a breakfast. You don't have to be staying there. It's what not. difference does it make? They you thought the Strand Palace would be doing themselves a favour. Because yeah, um, if people knew it was open at six in the morning, they'd be going, do you know, I fancy some tea and toast. Let's go and have some tea yeah. and toast at the Strand Palace. Where was it we used to go? The Cavendish Hotel in Oxford Street, years and years ago. You'd go there for breakfast in the yeah. morning. It was a big thing to go yeah. to a hotel for breakfast and sit there in 
rather nice surroundings and yeah. be served things. Well, I remember every, when I was working in Vienna years ago, I, in the morning we'd go, where are we going to go today? And we'd go to the Hilton, the Intercont. Yeah. We'd go to all sorts of hotels just to go and have the breakfast. And you would pay for it and it'd be a buffet breakfast. They'd do it in Leeds, they'd do it in Manchester. Why not here? they do it all over the world. It meant nothing to in me. In fact, in Las Vegas. Oh, Vienna. <laughs> Sorry. But, thank you. Sorry. I know the person who wrote that song. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> you could have, a, in the Bellagio, they did a fantastic buffet breakfast yeah. in Las Vegas. And how much Anyone could come in. Yeah. It was $35, but it was massive. Yeah. I mean, you could eat. Everybody was talking about yeah. it. It's like, oh, everyone goes to the, the Bellagio is, Whenever they breakfast. actually give you a buffet breakfast and eat as much as you like, you never eat as much as you think you're going to eat. Of course not. No, it's impossible. But that's but that's quite nice. I was like, you know, students eat as much pizza as you want. The trouble is, they actually could. It would have been quite nice if we'd had a Denny's here, yeah. somewhere around here, that you could go into, and some lovely waitress that had worked there for thirty yeah. years would come up and say, "How would you like your eggs?" You know, yeah. I'm going to do it for you. I and mean, how many people at the Strand Palace Hotel? Sorry to go back to them again. At six o'clock in the morning, are going to be going in there and having breakfast? Answer you. Yeah, just me. So they might have made... Better to take some money than not... Perhaps perhaps they're loaded. Perhaps they don't need to worry about money. I mean, they could have charged probably about a good hotel like that. Fifteen? Yeah, ten, fifteen pounds. Ten, fifteen quid? Having some toast and a pot yeah, of tea. Yeah, they would have brought it all out. It would have been in the, in the efforts of PR, you know, that would be Madness. that would be good business. I thought we were in a recession still, and, you know, companies would be sort of falling over themselves. Of course, so you can't. Of course. What do you mean you're not resident in a hotel? Never heard such poppycock in my life. It doesn't mean it mean anything whether you're a resident in the hotel, because some, at some stage, a waiter will come up to you and say, how are you paying for it? And yeah. you either say, I'll give you cash, or well, I'm signing. Here's my room key. Yeah, yeah. well, here, I'm signing, I'm in room 616. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. I shall find out where's the hotel. Noreen says, um, morning, Steve, John and Darren. Hope Darren had a good birthday. Spent most of it in tears. And, uh, Avoiding mirrors. Yeah. Brian did. We are so full. Not stopped eating for two days. So thank you to all the listeners who sent in cards, texts, tweets and emails. Also wish Steve B. Happy birthday for today. And Ingrid is on holiday in Scotland. Happy birthday for Monday. Now, they went off to see Dreamboats and Petticoats. Brilliant. And uh, love the show on Friday. Missed a lot live as we had lots of callers, so catching up on the podcast. That was when we had the uh, the Aminals. Yes. In, which is, the Aminals uh, went in two by two. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Jonathan Coleman. He sent me a, an email. He's coming back to the country. Really? Yeah, he's going to do something in, uh, in Wimbledon, which is nice. And um, wish my mum Lorna a very happy birthday. Love from Georgia, Steve, and all the family. And uh, Sandy and Alan, off to Kingston Hospital Radio in half an hour. Baccolini. The, this show about Doris Day is about her life, and it's on at Wilton's Music Hall. Oh, lovely. Yeah, which is very good. 80-something. Did we say she was 88? 88 yesterday. Yesterday 88. was her birthday. And she does a broadcast once a year. Does she? Yes, and it, it's shown on various, you know, European radio stations. All right. She does one broadcast a year, just for her fans. Oh, that's nice. She loves her fans. Yes, but she doesn't, she's not seen very often, no, is she? No, 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 yeah. no. She just runs the menagerie. Best place, the Intercontinental Park Lane for Brekkie Excellence, says Dale. Oh, lovely. So there you go, there's your recommendation. That would be nice. The Intercont. We could have come and picked me up and yes, driven me there. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yes, that would have been nice. They <laughs> just dropped me off and I'd have walked back because <laughs> I could have worked the sausages off. Now, this, <laughs> the story about the Queen, the Queen buying £30,000 on champagne. Yeah. And the, the speculation... She's not, is it? Make it sound like she's got out the, the credit card. And gone to Threshers. Yeah. And said, I'll have £30,000 worth, thanks. Phil, load it in the back of the car. <laughs> the, the speculation is that she's buying all this champagne, a, a bulk order uh, for Don Perignon, because they think that William and Kate are going to announce no, that they're engaged. Don't. That's such a load of rubbish. That's a load of, they're buying it because every year they buy it, and the bigger yes. bulk they buy for all the banquets, the bigger discount of they course. get. Well, they don't pay straight away anyway. So they don't. 
No, they do it in drips and drabs. Yeah, that's why all these companies they go to will have the royal warrant. They'll either go to Berry Brothers and Rudd or somebody like <laughs> that. And having a royal warrant means you don't get paid for ages. Yeah, you sit there waiting because it's prestigious to supply the royal to household. Know that, that you, like, well, where's we went? Where's the shop that we went to? Thought we were masons. Yeah, they've got a royal warrant, haven't they? Yeah, by appointment to they're the Queen's grocers. Yeah, exactly. Only round the corner, they, they just sort of phone, and that's uh, and that's the way it works. Dan says my battery lasts a day if I'm lucky. This is he says, hang on for the iPhone 4G. He pays twenty five a month now, and the new model comes comes out. I'll upgrade to 4G. Danny says Apple have a worldwide warranty. She got her 32G iPod Touch in Florida. Lovely, thank you for that. It's always nice to uh, be brought up to date. Have a nice day. I'm not so sure that those um, <coughs> new, those new iPad things will work here yet. That's the iPod, not the phone. Yeah. The iPad things. Mm. I don't think they work here in this country yet. I think we've got to wait. That's mm. why they haven't launched them here. Yes. I don't know why. I've suddenly realised why I was in Radio Times last week. Why were you? Because I got mentioned by another radio presenter. Oh. As being, I'm their, their favourite. Really? What, their, their favourite? Yes, they were asked about favourite presenters. <coughs> Do we know who that other person was? His name's Eddie. He's been to one of the shows, actually. He came to Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> and Ali says, I love your show and listen every day. But it was Eddie Mayer writing in this week's Radio Times. Yes. And uh, on radio he says, I'm enjoying Steve Allen on LBC. That's lovely to say that on Thank another you. radio station. Yes. It is quite nice, actually, it's isn't very, it? very nice. I know. I have to send money. Not, Do it doesn't you? come free. <laughs> Do you send it monthly? <laughs> Sorry? Do you send it monthly? Weekly. <laughs> Weekly. And you said you were planning, says Mel, on visiting a garden centre. I don't know if it applies to all of them, but at least one of the local ones is only open to browse only. Yes, you can't purchase anything. Oh, what is this? Lo- why? Now, quite a lot of the shops do that, don't they? Yeah. In Oxford Street, you can go into, say, one of the big stores, but yeah. you can't buy anything until 12 o'clock oh, when they open their tills. Drives me mad. Oh, by the way, I must tell you, I bought a Hoover. You know what we were talking about? A vacuum cleaner. A vacuum cleaner. Yeah, you didn't buy a Hoover, did no, you? No, because Hoover's a make. It yeah. wasn't a Hoover, it was a melee. Oh, a melee. Oh, they're quite good, aren't it's they? It's very nice. It's black. Sleek. Oh, it's oh, gorgeous. It's very dirty. By the time you've got dust on the outside of it, it'll attract dust. Oh, dust the, black dust plastic, the vacuum cleaner. Black, black plastic, the worst ever. It's shiny. Is it? It's lovely, yeah. But it's got a lot of suction on it. It nearly took the carpet off off the floor. But I've got a lovely clean house. <laughs> yes. It does look... I, do, I like vacuuming. Oh, I do too, it's yeah. It's very therapeutic, isn't it? It's got all sorts of things that you can push it. So if oh, you go onto no. the tiles in the bathroom, yeah. it does, it's got a special thing for that. And in the kitchen with the, the wooden floor, you've got another thing for that. Very clever. Very clever. You well, just have to keep bending down. <clears throat> I bought a vax once. Oh, one of those things that washes it as yes. well. Yes. Oh, so complicated and so messy. <laughs> you end up with so much silt in your carpet. I've never seen so much silt. It was like sand came up. Because every time you walk in, you tend to... You don't know how what much sand is... Yeah, what you're bringing in. But you shouldn't live by the beach, I can't Jay. help it. I'm there with my beach I'm towel. wearing those flip-flops every day. I can't stand Heather Mills and Carol Malone echoes what everybody in the country <laughs> is thinking. Um... She says, I'm overly helpful. I wanted to help her better herself. This is the case which is going on yes. at the moment uh, at an industrial tribunal. And apparently, poor old deluded Heather Mills. I mean, she really thinks that people take her seriously. And as, as Carol Malone says, you know, she's just, you know, she did a rant outside the court. Heather, dear, zip it. Nobody's she, interested. She did a rant when, uh, outside the court after the Paul McCartney She did the thing, Paul McCartney she? rant. She, and then she threw water yes. over the barrister. I wish somebody threw a bucket of sludge over Heather Mills. That would make me laugh a bit. <laughs> Make me laugh. And she says, the other, uh, the day I believe that Heather Mills does anything out of, uh, anything out of anything other than self-interest is the day I'll show my bottom in Harrod's window, says Carol. I don't think they've got a window that big, Carol. 
I really don't think they have, but bless you for even off. Oh, I can't bear Heather. But the Mills. main entrance is quite big as well. Yes, the main she entrance. Do that. I just can't bear Heather Mills. I just think she's Nobody a can. she's a self publicist. Nobody can. Nobody likes her. Nobody. Least of all, Paul McCartney. Yes, least of. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I also can't bear Martin Lewis. He makes my flesh creep as well. Martin. Oh yeah. He's the well. the Britain's money saving expert. Yes. Oh. But I tell you, we do like. And mm. you would like. Oh, probably not. Is, yes, you will. I won't. I You're can tell you already. will. You will. I, I know won't. you will. I hate them. Professor Brian Cox. Who's he? Ah, now you see. You're missing out what the rest of the country are really, really into. Because he does a wonderful programme. And he has made physics sexy. No, he hasn't. And clear. No, he hasn't. And wonderful. What rubbish. He tells us about the sun and oh, the moon and the dear. stars and how it's all there and how yeah. it all works. You cannot miss. It's it's wonderful to watch he and to make listen it sexy. to. Sexy, he says he does. Sexy as Cheryl Cole. <laughs> he doesn't make science. Well, sexy. she's not that sexy. Apparently, no, she's right, frightened to divorce the, the husband because she's never going to get another man. Well, that's true. But I mean, let's, let's not tell her. Well, I did a picture her in the paper with the shoes she's wearing. I'm not surprised. I know. They're very bad. She, he says she I got s- upset on a plane the other day. Yes, so I hear. Somebody walked up into business <clears> where she was and took a picture of her, which of course is very rude. Not it is rude. Just walked up to people and she sort of she lost it a bit, quite rightly so. I said, listen. You know, uh, I've got my mojo on. Don't take my picture, you know, kind of thing. And she's... Because let's face it, girls, because we're worth it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and so, she, we have to take a short break for the uh, for the travel. But we, but she, people lose it. I mean, I get that constantly. I've been sitting on the bus. Somebody will come up to me. Hi, Steve, take a picture, you know. I smile graciously. You know. And then throw your Oyster card at them. Exactly. It's always a ticket inspector, so I get me a little Oyster card out. And he's got his little machine. He goes, off the bus, off the bus, grand out. Okay, let's have a check on the travel. Shall you? Shall we? Or shall you as well? With Tom Bell. <laughs> Thanks very much, Steve. Good morning. M25, uh, the QET bridge. Much indeed. 13 minutes to uh, to nine. Sunday morning. Um, they're talking about Bruce Jones in the paper today. Vile Corrie Drunk, they're calling him now. Do you know what? It's trial by newspaper, isn't it? it and really um, is. they've had various children coming out saying, oh, he's this and he's that. I mean, to be honest with you, it's just a bit stupid. You know, families should keep themselves to themselves. Stop being silly. Isn't stop getting carried away? Yeah. Mars Bar Vodka, <laughs> Milky Bar Vodka, you can do as well. Milky any Bar. Milky Bar Vodka. I like Milky Bar. Yeah, you just melt it. Just melt it very, very slowly, which is good. Uh, Letty, thank you. This is Katie Price and Alex reading the parking space round, which we've done this morning. Yes, we Which we've have. done. Um, another one here. This is... I'm very quickly trying to go through this, because we end up with, with tons. We watched Over the Rainbow last <coughs> night, and says Annie... And uh, there was a girl on there with a huge gap between her teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, so there you go. Do you remember Seven Up? The drink. Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. But this is uh, Seven Up. My hu- my brother and his wife bought me for my birthday. Says Annie. What the bo- bottle? A <coughs> can box of set. Seven. Box set of Seven Up. A box set. Yeah, of Seven Up. The drink. No, it's a it's it's a TV program. I think. Seven Up. Yeah. I've never heard up. of it. No. Do you remember Seven Elevens? Yeah, absolutely. We on used to have one in Twickenham. Yeah, we had one in Muswell Hill. And then it, it, it sort of went... went uh, it got taken over, didn't it? And then it all went it went wrong. American company. Yeah. But 7-Up yeah. is a drink I like yes. very much. It's just... it's just uh, <coughs> Lemonade, really. Lemonade fizzy, isn't it? Mm, Spritey, sort of. Ruth thing. says, uh, great pictures. <coughs> and uh, says, how's the love affair with the penguin going, John? Oh, very well, thank you. It does look like I was wearing a Davy Crockett hat. <laughs> it does. It has to be on. But I did think it was quite amazing when... 
it was it was jumping from one microphone stand to the other. Yeah, it was quite incredible. Yes, I was it? more worried it was going to wreck the studio. Yes, and the biggest <laughs> amount of hits we've ever had on the website um, in a short space. Well, you know, yeah, short space of time. Incredible. Huge. Maria says I watched Doctor Who last night. Turned off after fifteen minutes. Amateur rubbish. Ah, but apparently you're supposed to give it more than 15 well, minutes. of course you are. Because he, he is just bringing out his character, and apparently the first 15 minutes is all a bit mad. It's all what? It's all... Oh, it's setting up the character. Well, I couldn't yes. Doctor Who. You don't need to set him up. You do. He's it's Doctor a new Doctor Who. Who. When they used to do it before, they used to go... <laughs> and they would morph into the new character. Yeah, but they didn't have all the effects. And you were talking cares? about... Do you want a 3D TV? No, I don't. I wouldn't want one either. I really don't want I want to see Coronation Street in 3D. Strangely enough, garden centres and large shops not allowed to sell things today for religious reasons, but uh, betting shops are open for gambling. Are they? On a I Sunday? I don't I can't think of a betting shop that would be open on Is a Sunday. Is there racing and things today? Might be football... Today? There must be football on today, yeah. isn't there? Oh. Not that we can Somebody says Blue that. Water is closed today. How ghastly. Well, it would There's be. There's nowhere for us to go today. Or no, to... there are no shops. We just have to sit in. Look, I struggled to get a cup of tea and a round of toast. I know. So why should you go yeah, to Yeah, but you should have gone Lewis. to Delta, the Intercont. Should have gone to where? Intercontinental. Oh, yes, I know. Well, I will next time. I think we'd go to the Strand Palace. Actually, the Strand Palace is the place that I we had our last Steve Allen show listeners party. Really? Yeah. That was fun, wasn't it? We used to have listener get-togethers. I know we do it in theatres now, but we used to have... And we did it at the Strand Palace Hotel, and I don't think we had food. Might have had food, I can't remember. 600 people turned up. At the Strand Palace Hotel? I hope they weren't expecting breakfast. I've still got photos somewhere. It was many, many years ago. You should bring them in. What, 600 people? No, no. Oh, right, the photos. (laughs) We had 598 people in the studio on Friday. We did. Richie says, I had a terrible time trying to find quality Easter eggs. Now that Woolworths has closed down, they used to have them piled up to the ceiling... Now in Birkenhead, Birkenhead, all we have is shops selling the odd one or two cheap eggs. I wanted the Cadbury one that comes in a thick cardboard tube but had to settle for a green and blacks. Actually, that is supposed to be the best chocolate. It is superb chocolate. That ice cream yeah. is sensational. But I have to agree with him that since the demise of Woolworths, you, the, the pound shops don't sell fancy Easter eggs. You know the big old... Big, yeah. big ones that you can get that are normally about eight ninety nine, nine ninety nine. 9 Ooh, that's cheap to <coughs> egg now. You can get two, two for five quid. Two in Mason's, £40. Pounds. Well, it's worth the one for 160 Yes. Yeah, but that's top quality. And Jason and Ascot... Jason. How smart. Said, Ascot. should have told the urchin at the Strand Palace Hotel desk he was a travel agent executive accessing hotels for suitability. Yes, I should have done, shouldn't I? I'm on a recce. Yeah. A bit early in the morning for a recce, but I have been oh. in a hotel at that time in the morning. Yeah. I wanted to see it at its quietest. The Hilton on Park Lane mm-hmm. will allow you in for a great breakfast. I mean, to be honest, I've never heard of people not letting you in. You're offering to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had money in my oh, pocket. There you go. Um, I'm a member of Weybridge Male Voice Choir, says Rosie. There you go. You could join that. Weybridge Male Voice Choir. And the name's Rosie? Yes. I don't think it's discrimination <laughs> anymore. <laughs> but uh, they have a... Um, a website as well, so check them out on the uh, internet. And uh, last night, says Shelley, my friend Denise and I went to see a celebration of Stephen Sondheim's 80th birthday. Oh, is he still alive? Yes, at Cadogan Hall. Wonderful. Oh, Starring Maria Friedman. Truly wonderful. We were disappointed we didn't see you there. For some reason, we were sure you'd be there and spent all the interval scrutinising every handsome male near us. No, I was in Oslo Court, (laughs) I'm afraid, (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Have you been to the Cadogan Hall? Sorry? Have you been to the Cadogan Hall? No, I haven't. It was mentioned to me as, as doing, a, a, doing a show I there. I tell you, it's wonderful. Yeah. A really, really lovely venue. Yeah. And a very, very nice part of town as well. Yes. Chelsea. The best vacuum cleaner, Sibo, says Samantha. 
Ah, yes, I saw one of those. It was quite expensive. Yeah, that's the truth. Well, they're all expensive. Well, this was £165. <gasps> no. What, your mm. melee? Mm. No. And it wasn't top of the range, I've never melee. played any more than 60. Well, when's the last time you bought a Hoover? Oh, only a short while ago. I had an obsession. I had four at one time. <laughs> of I've course got, you I've did. got the Dyson re- Rechargeable. Oh, yeah, they're no Frank, good. Frank, it's a waste of time. Absolute rubbish. Total waste of time. It was a lot of money as well. Yeah, but rubbish. Yeah. You, you don't recharge with it. Hoovers need suction. Yes. And for suction, you need power. Yeah. So I bought 2,200 watts. That's that's about good, yeah. Yeah, it's very right. good. I'm I, very I, pleased I like with it. In fact, I'm going to go home and use it now. I, yeah. My next door neighbours are starting to move, actually. There were three horse racing meetings today. Three? Apparently so. Are there? Yeah. So good. people say. So that's why you can gamble, then. And Martin says, John is right. Professor Brian Cox, very good and enthusiastic. It's wonderful. The only bad thing for a university professor, he looks like a sixth-form schoolboy. Why does he look so young? And in fact, he's not. He's actually 42. Or 43. I don't care. I know you don't, I don't care. care. I really don't care. <laughs> but we really when don't, I say I don't but care. But we really don't care that you don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you do so. No, we don't so. Because if you go to the Sunday Express, you get free Maltesers today. Do you? Well, why? Yeah. I've got one here. Hey, look. Where's my Maltesers? I've got Mars bars. I love Maltesers. Do you like Mars bars? You know, we're raising money at look the at club. That. How much is the Mars bar? How much? Oh, Mars bars used, used to be sixpence. I'm sorry, we're not doing Back to the Dark Ages <laughs> when you went to school with Charles Dickens. <laughs> How much is a Mars bar? Dearest, <laughs> <coughs> oh dear, it's hopeless. It's a straightforward question. If I'd asked him the price of toast, he'd have known. <laughs> About 55p. 25p. Oh, that's very cheap. Yeah, very cheap. In, five shillings. In Iceland, four for a pound. Five shillings. Or three groats. <laughs> yeah, four for a pound. Yeah, I thought that was very got. good value. What else have you got in there? In here? Mars bars are a little sweet, actually, for Got me. Some, uh... I like Mars bars ice ice lollies, creams. Oh, right. Have you had one of those? They're frozen. No. Oh, they're lovely. I like bounty ice cream. They're beautiful That's as like, well, I like aren't coconut they? ice cream. Why don't they make rhubarb ice cream? That's what I want to know. I love... Well, I perhaps you should other... make your own. You've got that blender that you're at the Idle Home Exhibition. I'm spending 400 You could have made blender. all that and put some rhubarb in there. And no. Do you know what? Last night, we, we, do, we were doing a big charity thing at the club at the moment. Yeah. We've been... We're trying to get £30,000. Right. And we are nearly there. We've got a couple more weeks to run, and then Jeremy is running in the marathon. Right. And it, we've been spotted. With those legs. Unbelievable, Jeremy. Legs? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, we, we really want to get reach this target, and it all goes straight to Amnesty International, which was the chosen charity. But last night, I did ice lollies. So I went and bought all these ice lollies out of my own money. And then I'm going to sell them to people. And if people want a nice lolly, they can put any contribution they like into the right. to the pot. What you should have done? What should have gone to Iceland and bought those long plastic things, with all different coloured liquid in, mm. and they, they they come unfrozen. You just stick them in the freezer and freeze yeah. them. Work about a penny each. Yeah, and you just peel the plastic back, and then I'm going to do that next week. Good old suck on it. Because they won't. Yeah, they're called ice pops. Yes, ice yeah. pops. Like they jubblies. do big ones. They do big ones. Long ones. What, yeah. you cut them? Yes. Well, no, yeah. you don't even cut it. Just give somebody a whole one. Or you can do jubblies, those... Love jubblies. See, those you do just... a jubbly now. Yeah. Could you? Mm, I love a jubbly. Okay. Well, do you want a Red jubbly. No, I don't want oh, like right. a strawberry. I want a health kick. Strawberry. Remember? <laughs> but anyway, so I goes around with all these ice... <laughs> I goes around. I goes around. Oh, Me and Michael God, goes obviously. around the club. Who with... will buy? <laughs> we were in the VIP room first, of course. We yeah. thought we'd get head high and get the notes. Well, they were so mean, these people. I don't want an ice lolly. Well, I said, give some money to charity anyway, and then we'll give your ice lolly to somebody else. Uh. And they went, oh, OK. I'll see what change I've got. Oh. They pull out the change in their pockets, 40 pence. So they put it into the thing, and I said, for 40 pence, you're not getting one of my precious ice no. lollies. So we went around, we got rid of most of them, though. 
collected about 200 quid. It's all right. Some people very generous put five pound notes in and things wow. like that. That's good, isn't they it? They do get the VIP room all year round. Yeah. For free. Yes, I mean, 40 pence. I mean, that's a bit mean, isn't it? It's nothing. Does a pound would, would have been nice. Yeah. I Two mean, pound would have been better. Yeah, but a pound's nothing nowadays. Well, a yeah, jar yeah. full of them's nice. Yeah. It really isn't. Uh, much-loved singing star Susan Boyle has become the latest talent show contestant to fall victim to TV's Mr Nasty, Nigel Lithgow. Oh, right. Uh, apparently, uh, the So You Think You Can Dance judge saw fit to reopen the subject of her mental health while simultaneously insulting her over her appearance, comparing her to Shrek. The trouble is, we know she's made up for a TV programme. That's the way it works, I'm afraid. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You've got to leave it there, John. You've got to let you go to what? bed. Oh, we're going to bed? No, no, you're going home. Oh, sorry. You're going to have your toast. I'm a bit late for that. Thinking about lunch. Lamb. <laughs> I'm going to have lamb for lunch. Oh, lovely. Lamb. I'm going to cook lamb Sleep today. Sleep well. John's back with us next week. Thank you very much. My pleasure. News coming up very, very shortly. Uh, what is it? Oh, it's LBC 97.3. Woohoo! At TFS, we've been... Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome along. It's LBC. It's Easter Sunday. It's Steve Allen with you till 10. Andrew Pearce will be along at 10 o'clock. Don't forget, we've got a Sony Vio laptop, my special how low for you today. It'll go for pennies. All you've got to do is work out how low it will go in our how low competition. This one's got 320 gigabytes of hard drive. Uh, Wi-Fi connectivity and looks fantastic. Person with the lowest unique bid will win the lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Okay, Hammer will come down at 10 o'clock this morning. All you have to do is work out how low. And once you've worked that bid out, you text Steve, S-T-E-V-E, then your bid in pence. If it's uh, 40 pence, you just type in Steve 40 and then send that to treble eight two one eight 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 two one To bid £1.24, you text Steve 124 or for pound twenty-three one two three whatever it happens to be. And you send that to treble eight two one. Competition ends at 10am this morning. You must be over 16. Entries are limited and cost £1.50 plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. You can watch DVDs, listen to music and access the internet on the move. So it's the ideal present for Easter. Darren's back with us again. Good morning. We're just debating whether or not to buy Aaron Spelling's house. £125 They have slashed the price from £150. Bargain. It's a bargain, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what can I say? 123 rooms. It does have parking for hundreds of cars. So How lovely. Know. A bit like living in Hyde Park, I suppose. Oh, yeah. But uh, John pointed that one out to he's me. Point- just- he's selling that then? Uh, his widow. It's- oh, right. Okay. They had it built. I remember when they built it, I think it was the most luxurious house to be built. It's got helicopter pads. It's not the it's- one that featured in Dynasty. No, no. That was just... That was a set. No, you know the long shot when they used oh, to... Oh, right. That no. house. Yes. No. Okay. Of course, John Forsyth died, died the other on day. Friday, yeah. At 90... 90- Something. Yeah. I liked him as the voice of Charlie. And Charlie's Angels. <laughs> there you go. Never saw him, but you're horrible. I heard can't him. believe you haven't watched Dr. Brian Cox or Professor Brian Cox on that Sun Just program. doesn't, um, doesn't interest it me. It is so interesting. What, what's interesting? Oh, see, I like, the, 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 there is a Scottish guy who does, um, he did a program about the Earth. And he, and he, and he was very, very good. Young, long hair. The same guy. I How think. the Earth Made Us, oh. whatever. Really fantastic. Oh, it's yes, out on yes, DVD. Well, yeah. Brilliant. There's something's out on DVD next week, so you should buy yeah. Fascinating. 300 billion galaxies, each with 300 billion stars. Think about Good it. Lord. I know. Good, I mean, how many? 300 billion. 300 billion? Yeah. So we're just a little... We're so just we're just a little tiny one, aren't we? Dust in a, a massive... God was really busy <laughs> when he made all of those different galaxies. But each of those have 300 billion suns like ours. 
Well, how do they know this? Because they can look through a telescope, that's uh, how. <laughs> yeah, but... It's, and so do we actually think that there is life oh, elsewhere? Uh, it's unquestionable. Yeah. Because we don't know what form the life takes, whether yeah. it's bacterial or or life form similar to ours, but of course there'll be life somewhere. It would but be interesting, so far, you've got to remember, it's so far away yeah. that the light you're seeing, when you look up, up at the it's stars... It's already faded out, the stars. The, star, the light from those stars started yeah. its journey to Earth before Earth was even here, 13 billion years ago. Okay? Today's fascinating so to fact. Get to those stars, <laughs> yeah. if you sent an explorer or a ship, they, the, the it would take... burnt out. It's gone. Yes, it's probably it's gone. gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I like to think that there are things on other planets, but I'm, I'm not too sure well, no, no. whether or not they would be as far-fetched as we have well, seen. Well, we know there is some form of life on some of these planets because they've had water, and that's where all life yeah. comes from. You see, when you say life, people think life as in no, us. microbes, well, tiny. Why could it not be us? Because it's not... We're, the reason that there's life on Earth is because we're at the correct distance from the sun. Yeah. Of course, the sun is on its way out. It's only got another billion years of life. Don't worry, I shan't be here for the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> One would hope. <laughs> but anyway, right? Ooh, free Sonic? Oh, it's free Doctor. I thought. It was, yes. I thought the people were giving away Doctor Who Sonic. Can we just clear levels? up the um, the iPhone uh, yes. warranty? Um, most Apple products come with a worldwide warranty, but the um, iPhone doesn't. So right. If you buy one elsewhere, yeah. they're under no obligation to do anything with it if you break it. You may have to pay for it. Right. Okay. In the first. Year. I've never broken one. I just all of a sudden I've just noticed that the battery does start running down. Well, you've a had yours bit. nearly two years now, haven't yeah. you? Yeah. So is that how long the battery life is? Roughly two to three years. Oh right. Oh fine. So, <laughs> you can pay to have a new battery put in. Right. How much are they? I don't know. Yeah, so I'm wait not sure. Till June. I'd wait till June and then mm. get another one. Then I can sell this one and then I can sell go to the shop. To whom? You'd, I've already had two offers. You know that people buy these things. I know. These are worth two hundred pounds. Yeah. Right. No, seriously, two hundred pounds. Anyway, uh, as Chris and Deb say, the thing about comparing Subo to Shrek, a bit insulting to Shrek, isn't it? <laughs> it depends, it's an old gag, but there you go. I've just bought a Dell laptop running Windows 7 Home Premium. Bluetooth indicator is lit, but will not find my Bluetooth mouse. When I search for Bluetooth in the control panel search box, nothing is shown. Do I need to install something? Make sure your mouse drivers are all installed. You can go to the Dell website and uh, download the ones for your mouse, if that's where it came from. Right. Also, make sure your Bluetooth is discoverable. Is what? Discoverable. What does that mean? Well, Bluetooth can be turned on or it can be discoverable, i.e. other things can find your Bluetooth product. Right. And if it isn't, it's not going to find it. So those, try those two things. Right. Okay. Or ask Doctor. The Doctor. Or ask the Doctor. Do you doctor. not enjoy Doctor Who? I'm just, I'm just not I interested. It was really good. Not interested. Everybody yeah. says give it a bit long. I'm yeah. just. I'm not even interested in watching it. It doesn't. It really doesn't interest me. I'm just. I was never a big Doctor Who fan. I really couldn't care less. You'd make a good Doctor so that's, Who you know, villain. I mean, I people think. are happy without me watching it. Let's not the worry about me. Wicked radio presenter of the West. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> says I have a 64-bit Windows laptop with iTunes 9. This morning I updated to install an update and it's caused an error message to appear. The error message is, the program can't start because corefoundation.dll is missing from your computer. Try reinstalling the program to fix the problem. I've tried repairing and a system restore, but neither works. Well, Core Foundation is part of iTunes, so if you can, uninstall iTunes, reboot the computer and reinstall iTunes. If you can't do that, go to the Apple website and download a fresh copy of it and install it from there, reboot, and hopefully that will right. solve the problem. Fingers crossed, Rachel. If it doesn't... <laughs> send it to Steve. He'll fix it for no, you. No, don't, don't send no. it to me, please. No, it should sort it out. It should sort yeah. it out. Yeah. OK. 
Uh, I must just mention very quickly, because uh, I said when we came back on the train from Nottingham, they've got this Battle of Britain exhibition, which we saw at Hendon. Yeah. Well, they've got uh, the Shoreham Aircraft Museum, they'd like a mention, located in Shoreham Village near Sevenoaks. Today, the first day of their 2010 season, open Sundays and bank holidays, full of um, Battle of Britain exhibits with a new wow. extension and traditional tea room. There's a, a signing day next Sunday with 12 Battle of Britain pilots booked, booked uh, on. Oh, so, they're going to be signing, but I thought you meant for, for deaf Signing people. for deaf people. No, no, <laughs> signing. So go, go to their website, which is www.shoreham.aircraft.museum.co.uk. Fantastic. Okay, remember that one? Shoreham.aircraft.museum.co.uk. Good luck to them down there. We're always pleased to publicise anything like that. Have you been to Duxford? RAF Duxford? I don't think I have. It's part of the, that's a fantastic museum as well. I'm going to Coningsby. Where's that? Uh, Lincolnshire. Oh. Uh, when are you going there? Uh, I think in a few weeks' time. Steve Allen leaves the M25 area. Yes, bizarre, oh, I know, I know. More than once in a month. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, says John, you wouldn't like Dr Brian Cox. He constantly grins while speaking. Well, because he's so excited about his work. Uh. Watch it. You'll love it. OK. Katie says, can you ask Darren how to reinstall iTunes and get my music back? I had to uninstall it to be able to install Windows 7 from Vista, which was unsuccessful. The Windows 7 pack has been returned. I'm now back with Vista. So go to Apple's website and then click on iTunes, download iTunes from there, reinstall it, and then it will ask you if, it wants, if you want it to find your music. You can either say yes and it will go through your computer and find the music, or you can manually search for it if it's kept somewhere. You haven't lost your music. Your music will still be on your hard drive somewhere, yeah. usually in the music, my music fo folder. Right, it's in the my music folder. <laughs> I'm constantly losing stuff. I told you, all of a sudden, for some reason, my music vanished from here. Where it goes to, I've got no idea. And I can always tell... Does this thing... Stupid what question. Thing? My phone, my right. iPhone. We're not when on I television. I'm waving. holding it up, waving. You know, <laughs> waving it at the microphone. <laughs> when I sometimes have it, and it's at the back of my television charging, yeah. sometimes I can tell that obviously something's being downloaded or it's doing something, because my television picture starts going funny. The moment I move the iPhone away that from will the be television... The, that will be the digital phone waves, yeah. i.e. your mobile phone network is talking to it, yes. and it will affect your television. Keep it, it away does. from your TV. It, it sends funny yeah. pictures through it. The moment I move the phone, yeah. the picture goes back to normal again. Yeah. So just in case anybody else has had that. It'll also ex affect your wireless broadband. I wonder if, you know, you were having trouble with your wireless. It was yeah. knocking out maybe your phone. Oh, uh, right. Mm. That's how you charge the phone somewhere else. Yeah. Right. Next door. Next, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I charge it in the car as well now. I've got a car charger. That's why your battery is fading, because you shouldn't keep recharging it in different phone really? in your car. And, no. Let it run out from time to time and then recharge. Are you mad? <laughs> Take me forever. Oh, I should. Well, perhaps I'll do that. But your phone is coming to the end of its life. Would you Poor stop thing. it? So if, if, if I, when, when we get the upgrades, I can take it into the shop and they will put everything on here onto my new phone. If you ask nicely. Right. I'll ask nicely. <laughs> uh, Jackie, can you ask Darren about a battery for my laptop? I've got a Dell Inspiron 9400. And the battery is awful. It runs out and hardly any good when fully charged. Is there a strong battery? There are stronger batteries. Again, if you go to Dell's website, they will. you can either buy and replace them. Dell's website? Dell. Oh, Dell. Sorry. Uh, Dell.co.uk. There are stronger versions of them. Yeah. They're quite expensive. Right. But uh, order them from there. Hello. Oh. You didn't say how old your computer is. No. I think I've got that Dell Inspiron. Have you? I think that's the one I've got. Nine five years old then. It is yeah. even longer. Yeah. Even longer. So, but I've never taken mine off the main, so I've got no idea how long no, the battery, your battery lasts. Would have would have expired yeah, ages ago, yeah. wouldn't it? 
Okay. They don't have... It's the same with anything that has a rechargeable battery, be it your computer, your mobile phone, yeah. your iPod, any MP3 players. They don't have uh, a finite life or infinite life. Yeah. They have a finite... Is that the right way around? I don't know. It's I not, just I know when I went up north... being on an hour earlier. My yeah. brain's not in action yet. But it, it did start running down. We went to France for the day. Not, it, it what, did. Have you left anything on? No, I mean, I, I, I did check it the other day. I mean, sometimes it seems to turn things on. But I think everything is off there, yeah, actually. Fine, yeah. Everything is off, isn't it? Your full battery, what are you moaning well, about? Well, it's, it's now, but by halfway through the afternoon, that will be in half. Well, stop talking to people. Well, well, I can't help it. People phone me and I have to pick up the phone. It'd be nice to them. Uh, premium a, rate hotlines you keep ringing. Yes, quarter past nine is the time with the travel. Tom Bell. Thanks, Steve. Good morning. M25 on the Essex Street. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. 16 minutes past nine is the time. Don't forget, you've got until 10 this morning to have a go for my How Low. And it's your chance to win that, uh, that fantastic Sony Vio laptop. Details coming up in a moment. The Scottish guy is called Neil Oliver. He presents that programme called Coast, says Ray. Oh, Allen. him. He's fantastic. He's very good. Mm. He's th- I like him a lot. I like him a lot because he just... He, he went, he's been to some places where I thought, oh... Gosh, you just want to go there, but DVD just makes it all so much better. So much better. Uh, Juliet says, I'm driving to Cornwall in a minute. <gasps> I love Cornwall. Yeah, you go, to Foy. go to Foy. Yeah. Beautiful little She says, I want to use my iPod in the car. I've got a little gadget that goes with the car radio, but it says I need to find a free, free frequency on the radio. No, you just have to go through. You, it's... This you is... set the gadget on the iPod to yeah. one frequency, so 97.6. I never think they're any good, these frequency no, things. they're not. They were selling them at the Ideal Home Show, and I didn't think they were any good there. And I've had them over the years, and they say, oh, you just tune this thing in. Well, it's, it's, what it's doing, it's transmitting from the iPod, which you just plug in underneath, to your car radio. So the quality is Isn't really great, awful. No. What you need to get is a cable attached. You can go to Halfords or any of these places, and they can either put in a radio with a cable, because then it's, it's, it's proper quality. Yeah. But just transmitting it, it's rubbish, because every time you go through different things, the signal will be affected. If you've still got a cassette um, in your car, some yeah. people do, get the cassette adapter, they're much better. Yeah. You plug it into the top of your the iPod. Is, how many people do you know that have got car Quite radios? Quite a few, with... actually. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah, oh. still, yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't. So there you go. But, I mean, I, I do know exactly what it is, Juliet, because I've had loads of them, and they've never been a successful... As the, as the cable which I plug it into. Uh, Brenda says, My email account is with Hotmail. Recently, people on my contact list have received messages that appear to have come from me, but are in fact, but are in fact junk mail with links to selling sites. It's happened several times. It's becoming a nuisance. Can you tell me how it can have happened and how I can solve it? I don't want to change my email address. This is a problem that's affecting lots of Hotmail. Time, doesn't it? It's affected your brother. Yes. It's affected me. I've got one from my brother this morning. friends. I hate to say this, but until this is sorted out, I would move. I know you don't want to change your email move. address. Move email oh, addresses. Go yeah. to someone like Gmail. But first of all, change your password to something complicated. Right. Make sure it doesn't match anything else, any of the websites you may have logged yeah. into. Run all the Adaware and Spyware stuff that you can get from lbc.co.uk. Download all of that and uh, see if that helps. Mm. Make sure there's nothing on your computer that's logging your keystrokes. Your what? Keystroke. This What's that, man? That's a keystroke. Oh, oh, so it would know what you were doing? Yes. Oh, right. Yes. So, in other words, you actually go for a you password. You type your password in, and it's logging it on a little bit of spyware. And it can tell what you've typed And then it sends it in. to some nasty people in Russia who don't have access to anything else that you've got your password oh, on. Oh, Lord. So that's why you should run... My God, I don't know, do online banking. Well, online banking's different, because you have to do pull-down 
um, menus. They yeah. don't have the tapping in usually of your PIN number. Yeah. So it's usually a bit harder. Wow. Um, interesting one here from uh, from somebody I know. And it says here, need to block a nuisance email by one person. How do... Ah, you know the answer to this I one. I know the answer to this one. This is actually quite easy, but I'll, I'll let Darren tell you. Because what you want to do is you want to put them into your spam There's box. There's lots of ways to do it. Yeah. If you're using Outlook or Apple Mail or any of those, you can tell it that it's spam. So from there onwards, it will just put it in the spam filter. Yes, thingy. every time that again. one comes in from that yeah. person, you don't see it. It'll go into the, the spam. Or you can create a rule. If you're using, a, again, like Outlook or Mail... Now he'll it's fairly simple. Create a rule. So when you go into... Do you know what he's using? Toshiba with Windows. So it'll be Windows. So yeah. if you're using Outlook or Outlook Express, go into the rules section <coughs> and create a rule that says, whenever I receive an email from this email address, delete it from the server. So you'll never, ever see it. It won't even come onto your computer. Right. OK, the other way, if you can't remember that one, is to go to... You're going to the box, aren't you? You can... Either, if you've got a spam filter, add it to your spam list. Yeah. And then you it's, won't get it. It's actually it along spam. the top thing, where it's got file, edit, view, insert, format, yeah. tools, actions, help. You go to one of those boxes <laughs> along there. Yes. And it's got move to folder. Everyone has different mail programs. Oh, right. The gen- okay. general, the general thing that you're looking for yeah. is either treat it as spam or add a rule yes. to delete it. And it means that every time it comes in, you don't see it, but it goes into your... Spam box. Then every so often you just empty your spam box. You've been sending out rude emails to people. <laughs> but it's, it, it, is an, it is annoying, but you can do it very, very simply. Yeah. Very, very right. simply. And uh, I get a couple, and they just immediately... So I never even see them. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Matthew says, it was me who invited you to the Swingle Singers concert. My daughter Joanna just won the CASA Award for Best Jazz, Arra- uh, jazz, best jazz Arrangements for mm. No More I Love Yous. Brilliant mm. show. Thank you, Matthew. Yes, we did Did you see the Wizard of Oz thing last night? I knew you were out, weren't you? I was out, Yeah. Did you see it? Was it any good? Is, has somebody... Have two people really got lisps in it? I just... I'm shocked. They can all sing very well. Yeah. I just don't see them as Dorothy. No. Although I'm thinking about picking my dog up for Toto. For Toto. Mm. But they, 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 they don't want a pet dog, do they? They want a showbiz dog. Yeah, my, my dog's very showbiz. Yes, it Well, you know. Exactly. It's been in your show. Dog has been on the show. <laughs> now you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Roz. Yeah. Good morning and happy Easter. Question mm. for you and one for Darren. A couple of weeks ago you mentioned a Mrs Thursday DVD... But searching for it, could you tell me where to buy it? Um, I can't remember where we got the Mrs. Thursday DVD. I think we... D- I just bought it on Amazon. I'm pretty certain. Pretty certain. If not, somebody will remind me where I got it from. And, uh, Darren, can you tell me why my computer keeps crashing with the error message, dash, NV4, dash, display? Go to... Well, that will be a graphics card issue. Right. Graphics card is the thing that makes your um, graphics work on your computer makes them work on the screen mm-hmm. so if you go to nvidia type in nvidia into google but make sure you go to their website no other dodgy website yeah. find um the driver for your video card download it reinstall it and that should solve the problem right just to throw the cat among the pigeons peter says uh read your discussion with darren about life elsewhere in the universe surely if the universe really is infinite there must be another planet in it where exactly the same things are happening at the same time as on our planet could Earth. be that's one of the theories yes could yeah, be yeah but you'll never know about we'll it. never know well you'll never know it it, um, it will just you know yeah it, it, it'll it, it'll never be found out well when this hadron collider thing will reveal all sorts of information that we don't know about the yeah. universe as we know it hmm. i find it fascinating yeah. just our known solar system yeah. Things like Jupiter. I'd rather not see any other peculiar Jupiter, shaped things, for, you know. Jupiter's 350 times bigger than us. Yeah. Can you imagine going from London to New York and it takes you 350 times yeah. longer? 
to get to. John in Sidcup says, don't tell your listeners about Oslo Court. It's a secret. There's a reason why it's a secret. I'm not going to tell it? you why it's a secret, How but it's it? a secret. Oh, it's lovely. Was it? it is like being in somebody's sitting room. Yeah. It really is. Dear Darren, we have a red light on our router and cannot get online. The ISP says no service problem. Pro- mm-hmm. Out computer, laptop and iPhone say we're connected, but we cannot get online. Is it the connection from the phone socket to the router that's the problem? Could be. Could be one of many, many problems. If you can borrow another router... Because if they're saying yes, it's not a problem, yes, yes, if, yes. If, they're, if they're saying it's not a problem there, end. Borrow another router, plug that in, and see if that works. If you can, right. But the red light on the router usually means there's a problem at the exchange with your internet connection. Yeah. See so what will happen is the iPhone and your laptop will connect to the router and say yes, there's a connection. But that just means there's a connection between the laptop and the router, not yeah. the internet. Because it was a problem if you remember with my router, which wasn't connecting through. They sent you a new router, didn't they? They sent me a new router. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, same yes. problem. And we've reduced the price. Yes, substantially. Yes, substantially. <laughs> uh, I have an iPod 3G, and the camera application has disappeared. Yeah. I think it happened when I downloaded an Apple upgrade, but I didn't notice straight away. Says Erica. Go into settings so, on your iPhone. Mm. Just doing this now. Right. Go into remember, settings. Remember where it is. Okay. Um, go into set. Oh, I can't remember where it is now. <laughs> Sorry about this. <laughs> Sorry, we'll go, go to the next one. Oh, right. there, uh, there is it under settings, and what it says is, "Oh yeah, right, found it." Go into settings, then click on restrictions. Yeah, and if you've got your restrictions enabled by any chance, it won't have the camera option on there. Can you see? It has a whole list of stuff yes. that won't appear on your computer oh, right. on your iPhone. Yeah. Make sure that is on, and it should reappear. Okay. okay. Good luck. So settings, restrictions, and turn your restrictions off. Off. Okay. Is it okay to download Java update that keeps popping up? Sad, I know, but not au fait with technology, says Marcy. It should be. If you're worried about it, go to Java's website and download oh. it directly from there. Then you know it's coming from an official source. Okay. All right. Uh, right. Uh, my Outlook, says Peter, cannot open as a result of corrupt files. Firstly, can you suggest how they became corrupt in the first place and how I can fix the problem? I've got Microsoft Office 2007. Uh, I tried to do the scan as instructed in the help section, but it doesn't recognise any file I tried to scan. I need urgent help because I've lost access to important mail. Oh, this is a big one. Oh, is it? Yeah. Outlook can be a bit temperamental, especially if you've got lots and lots and lots of emails in your account. Yeah. And it doesn't like it if you ignore the... Um, it likes to condense all your emails so the database is smaller. I'm not going to be able to answer this in the time we've got left, unfortunately. But I'm going to have a little think about it and we'll get Adrian to put some advice on the blog. Or right. on the gadget site. Right, on the gadget site, Yeah, yes. because there's so many things that Outlook, you have to do with it. Right. So the only thing is, how old is the email you're looking for? And can you log on to your, web, your email via webmail? It may still be in there. Right. But um, reinstall Outlook, that's where I would start, and get it to re-index your database. Right. Okay. Following this one, everybody? It's a, Outlook is a hefty program, uh, and if you don't look after it well, it starts kicking up problems. Oh, uh, yeah, and back up before you do all of that stuff yeah. as well. And Annie says, I'm buying a laptop. What else do I really need? The shop suggests so much. I've got one which is going a Sony Vio in my, uh, <laughs> my how low. And in fact, well, you don't need anything else apart no, from you this. Do, you do, well, if you're going to buy one, make sure you have good security software. Yeah. You can go to the LBC site and get it free from there, or you can buy any of the well-known brands. Twenty gigabytes on my how low <laughs> one today. You can download everything, watch films, do everything. What um, Spyware, make sure you've got all of that. If you're looking for a good word processor but don't want to pay for it, open source is a good mm. one. Yes. And that's open off office. And um, 
iTunes you might want. Right. And all other bits and pieces. Okay. And uh, finally, and uh, this one, you've got to do it in a minute. Right. I'm thinking of upgrading my phone. What's so great about the iPhone and what's the difference between 3G and 4G? 4G is supposedly the new name for the new iPod. Yeah. Uh, iPhone, sorry, but nobody knows what it's going to be called. And the new one is coming out soonish, we hope. Yeah. So I'd wait for that. Okay. And uh, John says, I've been warned and advised not to be conned into buying non 50 hertz HD televisions in stores. At least 10 years, I'll see. Uh, no, must have 100 hertz plus improvement. So what are you buying in stores now? 100 hertz. Uh, make you, what that stops is the blur. So when the, they kick a football or are playing tennis, you can actually see the ball going across the screen rather right. than it being a blur. So are we buying HD ready televisions? No, you want full HD. Full HD. Yeah. Don't waste your if time. If you're buying a big one, a 50 inch one, you want full HD. Right, okay. If it's so, a little, thir- uh, what are those little ones, 20 inch ones, 20 inch. Ones, but not so much. Don't worry about it. Though. If you're buying a big one, you want full HD. Yeah. Okay, worth spending the extra money. Darren's back uh, on Friday with Petri. With an iPad, I hope. With an iPad? Yeah. Yes, I heard. Mm. So I heard. And uh, he's back with us on Tuesday morning. This is LBC 97. Morning, everyone. Simon Calder's Travel Clinic from 1 until 3 this Easter Sunday afternoon. A green and pleasant land. Simon will take the temperature of English tourism with a live broadcast from Longleat. And he'll be talking to Lady Penelope Cobham, chairman of Visit England. We'll hear live from Machu Picchu. As the first tourists arrive, been closed for a while, actually, at the Inca stronghold following recent mudslides. And wherever you're heading, Simon will do his very best to solve your holiday quandaries. All on the Travel Clinic with Simon Calder this afternoon from 1 here on LBC 97.3. After the news at 10. And I'm, I'm horrified. It's still getting used to these times, isn't it? No, I'm, I don't know if you're probably getting used to the times. I'm more horrified today that, as I said to you a minute ago, garden centres are closed, everywhere's closed, and yet... All the corner shops will be open. It just is one of only two Sundays in the year <coughs> yeah. that, that the, the law still requires shops to close because of this. Well, how do the corner shops get away with it then? Well, they because they're their own their own bosses, I suppose. Oh right. Yeah, and it's because we are, we are still a Christian country. Yes, but also there's horse racing going ahead, so you can gamble, can you today? And you can go to the pub. And you can go to the pub. What if Hillary is back? Hillary who? Alec. My friends Hillary and Alec from the Barmy Arms in Twickenham. Because um, apparently Gary's got a small Tesco, which is open. It, it's not his, I mean, it's, you know. But it's, so, oh, I right, so the wish, small I ones are open. He was. So it's the size, is it? Oh, interesting. So, because we have a Marks and Spencers. I'd like to know if it's, if it's the right size to open. I'd love to find it square footage. I think you should talk about it. Because I remember having arguments, not arguments, but discussions on LBC years ago about keeping Sunday special, <laughs> where you could buy an ice cream, bootlaces, you couldn't yeah. buy a Bible. But there's a garden centre, a couple of garden centres somewhere in the country, I heard, are testing the law. What they're going to do is open their cafes or restaurant areas, yes. give advice on garden stuff, but you can't buy any of the garden stuff. Oh, I think that's so, so that just stupid. seems stupid. Yeah, I suppose it's because it puts people under pressure to work at a, a holiday time when people want to have Easter off. But yes, they're open on Good Friday and Easter Monday. But also, what about all the people for whom, you know, elderly people, who might not be religious, and going out on a Sunday yeah. is their great opportunity, so they don't have to sit at home and be by themselves. They might want to go walking around a garden centre. You should take some out today. Well, I should do. I think, I think it's an insult to those people. Your Easter also, duty. who cares... Most people want to go to garden centres. They don't want to sit at home and they certainly don't go to church. Well, talking of church, I'm going to be talking church because I'm going to be talking to the crossbench peer, Lord Alton, who's a Roman Catholic, about the Archbishop of Canterbury. He is a complete idiot, the Archbishop of Canterbury, isn't he? He gives an interview in which he says the Roman Catholic Church can't hold its head up high any longer in Ireland because of the great child abuse scandal. Today he issues a statement saying, never meant to cause any offence. Hello? Hello? Well, have you seen Why the did he say it then? It started at St Paul's. Indeed. 
Indeed. And I'm also going to be talking to um, somebody from the lesbian and gay Christian movement about the Shadow Home Secretary who's in trouble for saying that um, bed and breakfast owners shouldn't oh, have no. to take gays if they don't want to. Because that's now against the law. Odd, that's discrimination. It is. It is. Funny thing to say. And I'm going to be talking about the government minister who wants to ban zoos. Really? Well, London Zoo's open today. Yeah, bearing in mind the House of Commons, most people listening to LBC 97.3 thinks it is a zoo. Yeah. It's a bit rich. I've also got Ollie Grender coming in. She's the Lib Dem former spin doctor to Paddy Ashdown. And I am going to talk also about should we keep Sunday special? I think it's I think it's gone out the window now. I feel, you know, people want to go out today. They want to go out shopping. Yeah. They want to do, why, why should a small minority say, well, you're not doing it? If, if as you say, Easter Monday... Everything's open. open again. And Good Friday. It was Good open. Friday. It was all open. I went to the gym yesterday. I went to. I, I mean, I went to uh, church yesterday. Uh, and went to the I, gym. Now it's the church. Make up your no, mind. I what went, is it? So I went to the gym, supermarket, church. So you can do everything on a Good Friday. Yes. But Easter Sunday, you can't go to the shop. But well, you can. You go to the local. Depending on how big it is. Yeah. Which makes a mockery of it. What difference it makes? How big it is? Yeah. I've never argued that before the, on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Steady. No, but I'm just, I'm just thinking, you know, it's so silly. I, th- I think you could get a good response on I keeping think we will. Sunday special. We will. Because that woman is on the front of the mail, the with nurse, her with her cross again. Now, we've seen this before, and they're saying, don't have to take it off, dear, but just to, somebody, don't, you don't, know... Don't have it on show. Absolutely, because if somebody grabs it mm. and you're hurt, you'll be the first one to go screaming to the lawyers. Although she does point out she has worn it in... in as well, a nurse for 30 years and nobody's done it thus yes, far. Yes, but now the times have changed. Yeah. Times have changed, I'm afraid. Look at, I mean, look at the producer here. I said, I said, if you want to wear that rah rascal, that's up to you. Yeah. Makes no difference I'm to sure me. I'm sure he looks very nice, doesn't it? He does look very nice. Um, <laughs> so when are you seeing Debbie Reynolds? Tuesday. Oh, you're looking forward to it? Yes, I am, yes. Saw a pic from the paper the other day. Yeah, she, she looked rather good. She does look very good. Do you but think, also are you going to ask she's... if she's had a bit of work? I should imagine so. But, I mean, even so, she's still a Hollywood legend. Oh, there's not many left. And she really is the last of those. And also... Liz Taylor. But she's so ill now, isn't she? she, Terrible. very ill. She's now said she doesn't want any more surgery. She's had enough. Mm. Whether I believed it, I don't know. Why did she break her back, Liz Taylor? Who knows? She's she's falling apart. She's been in a wheelchair for years. A long, long time. And that must be really difficult when you get to a certain age. You know, the the, the one thing you want to do if you get a bit older is to make sure you can be mobile. And Debbie Reynolds is kicking her heels up at 78. Where's the show? She's doing it all over the country. I think she starts in Cardiff on Wednesday. When she's in London, we should have an LBC outing. I mean, mean, she's a legend, isn't it? You're not going to see her... I mean, I, I met Ginger Rogers. Did you really? Yeah. I mean, and that was... Ginger Rogers, for God's sake. Ginger Rogers doesn't get any better. No. Lovely Good. to see you, Andrew. Yeah, see you at 10. Andrew's with you after the news at 10 this morning. A lot of uh, museums and galleries are open today. I left you a Mars bar. I thought you wanted a Mars oh, bar. Oh, bless you. That's very sweet. Yes, yeah, there you go. I'll just leave that here with a, yeah. with a small egg. I've actually got a nice luck going to a nice lunch today, and the person I'm having lunch with was very disappointed that I wasn't inviting you. Yes, well, of course, I'm very popular. Yeah. Anyway. Nice uh, <laughs> oh, Sheikis, you'll like that. Uh, Debbie says, Happy Easter. Can you tell Paul and Dan I love them and tell Paul to go and make the tea? Uh, the wannabe singer, says Michael in Canary Wharf, has uh, sold his house to fund his pop career, beyond deluded. Love it. And uh, Louis drinks in the box in Covent Garden. <laughs> it's even more camp and crude. Uh, Stephen Winchmore Hill says, when is this pineapple thing on? I wish I could tell you. All I know is John Warrington uh, record it, recorded it for me, and that's it. Uh, Steve, 39 is the new 70. All radio presenters seem to be 39. We're happy being 39, I'm afraid. And uh, Sue in Epping is polishing the Range Rover today. Well, actually, it's not. It's Mark and Sue. Uh, Sue's doing the inside, getting it ready to sell. I want a Bentley Continental, and she wants another Range Rover. Advice? 
get another Range Rover. And I'll tell you for why. The owner, I'm, I'm not putting you off a Bentley Continental, but Paul Savory had a look at Bentley Continentals a short while ago, and he then bought uh, BMW. And for the price he paid for it, he could have got a really, really nice Bentley. He said the only problem with, with Bentleys is the cost of servicing. And the cost of servicing is very, very expensive. So if you buy something else, you won't get those huge costs. So that, that would be the only thing that would be prohibitive. When you've got, well, you probably know your tyres are 250, 350. Uh, Steve, uh, another one here. This is, uh, says, as you like choirs, have you been watching Glee on television? I have. I'm not, I'm not taking to it. It's a bit like fame. But I just, I'm not, I'm not getting into it, I'm afraid. I'm really not sure. Steve, I work in hotels. I've never heard that hotels are crying out for money, says Colin. And uh, Maz says, New York hotel brekkies are the best. I agree. Paul the Cabby says, do you remember the programme Big Deal with Ray Brooks? Yes, because that had Pamela Cundell in, of course. Trish says, I took mum for coffee at the Randolph in Oxford, and we weren't staying there. It was lovely. Ian says, here in the sticks we go to supermarkets for a fry-up, cheap and tasty. Down south, I notice many supermarket cafes have been replaced with Ponzi coffee shops. I know. It's awful, really, isn't it? And uh, Dave says, tell John to head to the Trafalgar Hotel. They'd be happy to offer breakfast. <laughs> and um, Jim Club, the owner of the, uh, the Animals, is a very old friend of uh, David's and was our best man. David has just come back from Circus Arlette Grousse in France. Sorry? What? What am I looking at? Um, oh, yes, does he know? Does he know? Go on, get him on the... Do you know, strange enough, I was only thinking about Victor Spinetti the other day. And, uh, and I was talking to a friend of mine, and she said, we've not heard from Victor for a while. We know he's always there. We know he's always listening to the programme. And, um, and I, remember, I remember thinking to myself, because he, he doesn't live too far from our, our studio, I said, I'd love to find out, you know, what he's doing at the moment. Because he used to check in every day with Amanda. We'd always say, oh, oh Victor's all right today. And so if anybody can, uh, can bring us up to date... Hopefully uh, he can. Very quickly, it's probably not that the hotel don't serve non-residents, Steve. It's more likely the members of staff not doing or understanding the rules of the hotel. I find that a lot with customer service. It's just a case that a lot of people don't really know what they're doing, which is a bit of a, a, bit of a shame. Anyway, let's find out why, uh, why Liz broke her back. Morning, Victor. Good morning. Happy Easter. Happy Easter to you. Are you well? Yeah, fine, thanks. Good. Delighted to hear it. What, so yeah. There's nowhere to shop today. We've got to stay in. <laughs> I hate <laughs> it. Well, I'm going out to lunch today. But oh. I, when I played, I played Fagin in, on Oliver for a year, and Ginny Burns, who was played Nancy, we're getting together and having a little lunch to just to chat about those old days. Well, for those people who don't know, Victor's already been our guest on In Conversation. He's one of the only men who's been in practically every single Beatles film. Yeah. I think. And as, uh... That's right, true. And I missed your birthday because I was in Tenerife. What, what, were you holidaying again? Holidaying, no. Do you know, yeah. honestly, your life is one no, big holiday. No, my sister goes and my brother-in-law goes and they take me with them. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're like the excess baggage. <laughs> yeah, I grew up with the family. So listen, what, 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 how did Liz do her what back? Happened? It was an accident when we were filming Taming of the Shrew in Rome um, in 60, what, 5, 6, whatever, 7, 67 that, that time. Mm. Uh, they were doing this scene where Petrucha was... Richard Burton was chasing along this rooftop. Well, the roof was actually about six foot high or eight foot high, but it wasn't really a huge rooftop. And she slipped from that, crashed to the ground, rushed to hospital, and that's when it started. Oh, so she's had that. I mean, she's, I, I know yes, she's yes, had, right. I think, more than 100 operations now. I said, I said, and it happened, I said, for God's sake, um, uh, Matthias Alexander system of movement, I said, go and get somebody... To, tell you about that, because mm. that was a great, that's a great, um, thing about, uh, just, 
taught by uh, an Australian called Alexander. George mm. Bernard Shaw was his first patient, oh. and he never stooped to the day he died. Oh. And I, I said, go to them. He said, oh, no, I've got to go to the hospital. They're going to cut this piece out. They're going to put a platinum rod in. Oh. Oh. But, of course, that comes out um, as regularly as, as, as a cuckoo comes. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I, I think she's had enough of operations. She said the other day in the paper, she just doesn't want any more. That's right. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's 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 what it was, and I'm just uh, loveless in June, and uh, or, or have a lovely Easter. God bless you. Nice to know that you're still with us. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm about to direct Britt Eklund's one woman show now. Oh my that together. God. Oh, excellent. Well, listen. Have a lovely lunch. Okay. Talk to you soon. OK, bye. Bye. Victor Spinetti is about to direct Britt Eklund in her one-woman show. Uh, and Dale can tell you, Sue and Mark, got both the Range Rover and the Bentley, both fab and faultless, never going to change ever. You see? Once a Bentley man and a Range Rover man, although he's actually he's, he's had a load of cars over the, uh, the time as Dale, but he's, he's got both. So he'd, he'd recommend both. Of course, he has got a bit more money than you have, <laughs> and probably me as well. In fact, all of us put together. 14 to 10. With the travel, Tom Bell... Thanks, Steve. Good morning. Let's start with the Essex stretch of the M25. It's Terribly sad. Terribly sad. I've just uh, picked up a copy of uh, Fabulous, which is the News of the World magazine. And on the front cover, they've got that well-known drip. Um, Katie Price's husband, Alex Reed. And what they wanted to do, they wanted to do an interview with him. Unfortunately, Megamouth intervened. And so, consequently, they didn't get the interview they wanted. They were talking about, you know, being made to look like a centurion and Katie, you know, let's rip with her foul mouth. And I'm afraid it just ruins the interview. Uh, although, to be honest with you, I mean, frankly, here today, Alex, gone tomorrow, lovey. Especially uh, after you read some of the papers today. And uh, they say here, Alex, we wish you luck. You'll need it. The trouble is, she can't stop interfering. She's always said, and this will be the downfall of the relationship, the moment he starts getting publicity is the moment she kicks him out because she don't stand for anybody, you know, making up on, uh, on her time at all, I'm afraid. Uh, 84850, uk. Now, Shirley, lovely Shirley T, 7-Up was a Granada TV series in which a TV crew tracked a group of children through their lives. Started 64 with a group of 7-year-olds. We saw them every seven years. The last one might have been 92, but I'm not sure. Very interesting. Some of it very sad. One boy who became a sort of hippie dropout and turned to drink and drugs. And just found box sets on Amazon. Both NTSC Region 1, imported from America. One is 47.17, the other's £107. So they're obviously very rare. Very rare. I should imagine, are they, are they VHS, do you think? Probably would be, actually, for that, I should imagine. Which is good. Brian says... Oh, sorry, it's a question for Darren, and we don't know Darren's not here anymore. We can't do it. We get lots of these quick. They always arrive in late. They never seem to come in at the, uh, the right time. Happy Easter to, uh, to Zach from Sylvia. There we go. Love the uh, lemur causing havoc in the studio. Do you remember the one that Johnny Morris used to have? I think she was called Dotty, says Virginia. I do, and I think you're right. She was called uh, Dotty. Uh, so thank you for reminding us of that. You're very good at these things. If you go to the website, you can, um, you can check out all the, uh, the pictures, which we did the other day with our penguin, and uh, Tony's going to take his Rottweiler to audition for the part of Toto in The Wizard of Oz. He says, I'm sure he'll have something to say about it if he don't get the part. That's what we like. Thank you very much indeed. Um, uh, (laughs) And Danny says, you must have a word with those who put the LBC website together. That's young Adrian. He says, there was no warning that on the homepage is a retouched picture of Jenny Barnett. (laughs) Just think of the trauma it causes if my children were to see it. Actually, she she does take a very good picture. 
She does take a very good... I'm, I'm one of those who doesn't take a, a very good uh, picture at all. And, uh, and Lee says, as well as complying with restrictions on opening hours, requirements for large shops, it's got to be um, large stores of more than 3,000 square feet mustn't open on Easter Sunday, except Scotland, Christmas Day, small shops free to open when they choose on these days. So there you go. My friend is on her way home from Heathrow with my iPad. It's covered worldwide. Certainly is. And uh, David says, my wife and I were there Thursday lunchtime in Oslo Court. Were you there then with two people? I was only there last night with with two people. So that was it. Uh, Oh, the good news is that uh, Hillary and family, Alec and Hillary and the kids are back, jet lagged. Looking forward to a busy day. Hopefully the sun will start to shine. I look forward to seeing you both uh, very soon. Probably tomorrow, actually. Probably tomorrow. So they're back at the Barmy Arms in Twickenham. All is well in the world. That's good news for everybody. Uh, one Sunday morning, says that Lindy, could we have Alan Dodgen for the papers? Well, tomorrow we've got Jonathan Levi. He'll wind me up with his new programme, no doubt. And we're going to be talking fun fairs with George Irving. Pineapple Dance Studio, incidentally, for all those people, it's 6pm Sundays on Sky One. OK. Uh, very quickly here. So, so now you know, actually. John in Essex says, uh, Steve, what a weekend. I broke my record for continuous sex, one hour and two minutes. And then I realised the clocks had gone forward. Thank you, John. It's an old one, but we, we love it to pieces. And Sue and Mark are now going to be rushing out buying Bentley and, um, and uh, their, their Range Rover as well. And Anne says, I have to tell you about my best friend, Angela Kileni's exhibition at the lovely Fountain Gallery in Bridge Road, Hampton Court. It's worth a visit. You say you're not arty, but you will enjoy it. 27th of April to the 9th of May from 11.30. I live in Caffili. She now lives in Teddington, but we still see each other regularly and been doing so for 48 years. The last time I stayed, she pointed out Paul Cooper's shop. We both agree you should publish a Steve Allen tour of all the places you talk about. You'll have to look at the fish shop, Sandy's, because they've had all the front painted, they've had a new sign put up. It's only taken them donkey's years. It looks much nicer. As I say, all those profits have got to go to something. She says, love the programme. I'm one of those listeners who was just playing with the DAB radio one morning and came across you. And yes... I couldn't believe my ears either. I've never looked back. Are there any other fans in Kefili? Do let us know. Do let us know. 84850stevenlbc.co.uk David Beckham's had elocution lessons now. Apparently so- sounds much better. I'm not, sure you can- I'm not sure if I can go anywhere there. And uh, don't forget, you've now got eight minutes left. Eight minutes left for the how low. It's the Sony Vio laptop. It's going to go. It's going to go cheap. Very cheap. 320 gigabytes of hard drive, Wi-Fi connectivity. Looks great. Person with the most unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. I'm going to bring the hammer down in seven minutes now to play. Just think of a figure, because the computer will help you and guide you in the right direction with a bit of luck. Lowest unique bid will win. Lowest bid in pence that nobody else makes. Hammer comes down, as I say, at ten. To play this one, you text Steve... Followed by your bid in pence and send it to treble eight two one to bid say one pound seventeen. You text Steve one one seven and send that to treble eight two one. This competition finishes in seven minutes' time. You've got to be over sixteen. Entries are limited and cost one pound fifty plus your standard network rate. Go to lbc.co.uk for full terms and conditions. Good luck because it's uh, it's a nice prize there. Uh, Steve, been to the Shoreham Museum. Not very big, but very interesting. And on a sunny afternoon. The tea room is great. Uh, if my Dell is under it, still under its one-year warranty, can I get a new battery for free, says Nina. Uh, Darren says, yes, you should be able to. Steve, 
I was recently in Shanghai and iPhones were £40 to buy, selling like hotcakes. Uh, would it work in the UK? Um, they're, they're, they're fake iPhones. They, they uncovered a whole batch of fake iPhones, so don't buy any iPhones, they're fake. They're absolutely fake. Uh, Ian says, don't you think we should have a fixed date for Easter? Christmas doesn't move around. It's very confusing. And Chris says, 2,000 square foot is the maximum area. Same applies to opening for more than six hours on a normal Sunday. Uh, happy Easter from Brian in Glasgow. Come visit Scotland. We're all open up here in the stores that, uh, that uh, say they're open 24 hours a day. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. I love Scotland. I love Glasgow. I spent a lot of time in Glasgow. I used to go up there on a regular basis to Tollcross. And, uh, and I've been to Edinburgh. Loved both. Had some different experiences in uh, Edinburgh. And, uh, Steve, change for some of us is too much too soon. My local David Lloyd in Harrow is open as are many st- small shops. Just feels disrespectful. Yeah, but what about the people who aren't interested in whether it's disrespectful? They're not, they're not worried about things like that. And, uh, Steve, says Diana, I've, j- I've been away and just realised your Sunday hours have changed. <laughs> it's because it brought it in line with, with the rest of the, uh, the breakfast shows. Much easier. They're all seven till ten. It made perfect sense to do it, uh, this week. Steve, by giving Andrew a Mars bar, does that mean, says Pat, you've now only got 39 left? Yes. I did buy a lot of Mars bars, as you all know. Not that I eat them. I'm not, not, not a sort of a Mars bar eater. But I have got quite a few. But I've left him one here and a little, a little Cadbury's egg. And he'll be, he'll be quite happy how he's going to eat it and do the programme. I've got no idea. You must read this interview in the News of the World magazine with poor Alex Reid, who, who's trying to... Obviously do his own thing. I mean, n- nobody holds too much hope out for them. Yeah, I mean, to hear him stringing a sentence together would be great. But she intervenes. She turns up for his interview. I'm telling you, Alex, it'll be the death of the relationship. I'm only telling you that now because she cannot bear to be left out. And can you imagine if the story of Kerry Katona and Peter Andre was true and they're actually trying for a child? She would go round the bend. She's, you know, she's slagged them off before. She's, uh, she can't be that far away from a nervous breakdown. She needs to go away on holiday, chill out, stay away from the silly cameras, stay away from the silly paparazzi, just get in her head that she's not particularly bright, she's not a great businesswoman. Other people do it for her. They just use the name. Unfortunately, she started believing that maybe she has some sort of talent, if only it was apparent to people, which it isn't, I'm afraid. Uh, just about it for this morning. You've really, really got to be uh, quick now. Mummy Laura and Daddy Daryl, happy Easter. Love Scarlett and Liliana and Harry the Labradoodle. And um, thanks for the Easter eggs. Yum, yum. Oh, yeah, right. All those Easter eggs. And uh, Daryl is still asleep, says Laura. All the friends were jealous, so was Scarlett and Liliana. Going to go to Brighton on Tuesday for the week, so maybe see you down there. We had a lovely time last night, didn't we? Hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Of course, he would be asleep. He looked like he was tired at the table, didn't he? Did you see? I thought his eyes were going to close Laura at one time. But I got home. It was just only got about three and a half hours sleep. <laughs> Listen, I hope you all have a lovely day. Lots of Easter eggs, everybody. Because you can't go out shopping anywhere, can you? I'm going to find... I'm determined to find somewhere to go shopping. I've just decided. And there was something else. I was going to read it, but I haven't got any more time to read this, uh, this story, which was about... Um, a woman, a middle-class woman, who gave up a life of luxury to live in a mud hut with an African warrior. I've seen these stories before, actually. I'm not really, not really that impressed by it. I'm afraid. I don't fancy living in a mud hut. I mean, where would you plug in the air dryer? I said to a tree house I could live in, yeah, but I'm not particularly bothered about... What do you mean? You haven't what? got any hair. Well, you don't have to... Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, so all of a sudden, because I haven't got any hair, I can't have a hair dryer. 
Girl, dear, I mean, but anyway, I think I'm taking the chocolate away now. I've just, I'm not going to leave it for you. Yeah, I could do that to you. Believe you me, I could. You've got uh, two minutes left to have a go for the How Low, the Sony Vio. Good luck to everybody. I'm back tomorrow morning. Now, being bank holiday Monday when things are open, I'm here 7 till 10. Andrew's here 10 till 1. Tomorrow and today. Yeah, tomorrow and today, of course. So, uh, so perhaps you can bring something in for me tomorrow. Should I bring you a doggy bag from... Um, no, I don't want a doggy bag. I really don't want... No, I don't want a doggy bag. I don't. I'm going home now, actually, to go and find something open. I'm sure I will. Have a lovely day. Keep it tuned to LBC. Don't forget to check out the website. Andrew's with you after the news, which is next. You're at the Galway Oyster Festival.